as we left off last week in an entirely different place, uh, a completely different place than where we currently are, <laughs> in our previous studio and our previous lives, at a time that feels like it was several months ago, uh, I also had all of the buttons in front of me, so that's going to be a minor change we're going to be adjusting to a little bit before. You may notice I'm not doing anything. Uh, I'm just kind of... Here. Here. Yeah. I just get to run the the Age of Ashes game and not manage all the computer sides of thing, uh, which is making 95% of my brain scream incoherently constantly. Uh, but eventually, once the screaming inside my head dies down, will mean that I can put more of my focus onto actually running the thing and not having to deal with all of the music and the buttons and all of that. I have, I have relinquished control. I'm just here to roll dice and kill people. <sighs> What if there's a little squid inside your head repeating everything you're saying? I mean, that's he been there. That was there the whole time, so it's not different. Really. Okay. I, I hate to tell you, the screaming never stops. That explains a lot. I also noticed that when you said kill people, you like you looked directly at Colby. So I mean, that wouldn't be the first time. It's not my fault that Colby enjoys making characters that die very easily. It's fun. I like to live on the edge. Well, yeah. they like to live on the edge. You like to die on the edge. I don't think it was very fun for you when Eleanor died. It was not very fun. <laughs> I pray centipede, and that's why I'm still alive. That's all I gotta say. Have you prayed centipede? Do you pray not centipede? once in my life. I well, I think we found the problem. Uh, Ara's still alive. I haven't prayed centipede. <laughs> I haven't died yet. I believe it somewhere is in the distance. Ara is, <laughs> is alive. Somewhere anyway, in the distance. As we left off last week, we had been continuing our investigations through the town of Kaffa. The court of regents had saddled us with just a lot of various things to look into. And a lot of strange happenings, things that had gone wrong, just odd problems happening across nearly the entire suite of the ten guilds that formed the ruling body itself. We investigated a missing person, a traveler that had come in that the sentinel of the Guild of Faith had taken upon himself to try to find we looked into a missing runestone from the Vault of Regents beneath their courts. And the last thing we had done was we made our way, or started making our way, rather, down towards the lakeshore itself, having gotten permission from Commander Bronzebeard to take a boat out into the waters of Blue Crab Lake and try to figure out why, well, the Blue Crabs aren't really in the lake anymore. That's kind of a very important food source, the town of Cobbler. They don't have a whole lot going on. But mm. first, really we're getting waxed, we're getting our nails done, we're getting our hair done, we're going to get dressed, we have hats, we have bikinis to wear. First, you absolutely did leave off immediately walking past a barber shop run by a dwarf named Nadrim, who had uh, apparently some very effective advertising going around out at the street level. He was literally barking on the corner. Yeah, he's got, a, he's got a barker. And there's not a ton of business walking by this side of the road that's coming in. You're passing by this right as you're actually starting to come back into uh, into the city proper, out from this road that was kind of ringing around outside Cobbler, around the cave wall that encompasses the side of the city itself. Right as you'd come back into civilization where there's some hustle and bustle, some people moving about their day, uh, the fishermen and those that do work at the lakeside that supply this food of the town of Kavler. And uh, just, th there are a bunch of businesses here. This is the east end of the Traveler's Quarter, now, where it kind of just blurs down, and the ground actually drops down through a, a series of almost terraces, sort of cliffside dips more than a gentle slope. 
to the very small piers jutting out, forming the dock itself. And you had been... Uh, you, this is where you had encountered this random barber barker. Before we get into that, Raz, would you like a hero point, good sir? Very much, yeah. Tall Freed in the chat as a hero for you. Putting you up to, I have no idea how many because I can't see that anymore. I One, all right. I do still have Kados here. I do still have the physical coins. And while we're at it. Long arms. I'm really glad you have incredibly long arms. If you wouldn't mind handing over the points for oh, myself yeah, and yeah, Marshall. You and Marshall have both also yeah. gotten some from Link 1429 before the show actually started. I want to restock Kados. What is this? You guys have so many hero points. There's only one coin in here. It's all right. It's a beach episode. Uh, things are going to happen. Work. You're supposed gonna to have no hero points, and I have all the villain points, and then bad things happen to you. That's Don't how... worry. Roshin will spend all hers so she can win the volleyball game. <laughs> now you're thinking know. like I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking you're spending yours not to get a bikini wax. The dog side down here, notably, is not sandy. Uh, the shores of the lake are relatively still. There's not a lot of a current that seems to be coming through, at least not this far out. They're not stagnant. You don't see any real heavy growths of mosses or anything along the surface or the sides of it, save for uh, the very nearest parts of the shores themselves and just some little rings around the surface level at the posts that are holding up the small jetties of the lakeside docks themselves. But it's just stone ground. Uh, much like everywhere else in the and the rest of Cobbler and throughout these caves, that then just kind of juts down at a relatively sharp angle into the water. It's not really much for a, a, a dwarven beach episode, as a, a lot less room for activities than a human beach episode. Worst, it seems. worst beach episode. But we ever. do have a barber shop. We do. That's all that matters. So as you'd come through that, uh, a resume obviously seemed very excited about this this dwarven man calling out the services of the local artisans, and she, I believe she was trying to get Roisin, at the very least. To get her eyebrows done, because dear God in heaven. It's not my fault. I get them all looking all pretty, and then I get punched in the face, and the eyebrows just get completely messed up again. Facts. We serve all sorts here. But we're located not far from the Traveler's Court. We deal with merchants, the travelers, tourists alike. Bikini wax? I'm not personally familiar, but I'm sure some of our artisans are. All kinds of surface styles, from Absalom far up to the northern lands. Excellent. Come along. Have you ever had one before, Roisin? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Oh, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. You've got that look in your eye. Come on. It's going to be fun. Uh-huh. It's like the he... cat who got the cream. <laughs> he turns around. Uh, he turns over to Marshall as you come by. And you, I imagine you You look the sort traveling much to the surface. We don't just have dwarven beard and styles. We have all sorts. You wouldn't believe some of the fashions that weren't out in the chocolates these days. Uh, I, I think I'll just stick with the traditional, you know, just get my beard a good cleaning and trimming the, the dead ends and maybe just uh, re, re uh, braid it and put the beads back in. Aye, and traditional oh, ain't got to mean... Be hammer, no. <laughs> traditional ain't got to mean simple. Plenty of stuff that can be done within fine dwarven traditions that'll honor your ancestors right and proper. Uh, I mean... Uh, I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this. Razme. Razme. What? Should I be fancy with my beard? I can't believe I'm asking you this. I mean, honestly, I think you should get your beard a little trimmed. I think you could do a little braiding, a little beading. I think, dear 
God, someone should do something with your underarm hair before it actually starts sprouting things. And maybe a little bit of a leg wax because you do the whole flexing thing and then the hair gets all, maybe just clean it up. I mean, just, just. And then the barker's just kind of like, <laughs> sort of blankly looking back and forth. I, I don't know about all that, but uh, I don't want to step in. I'll at least one. get my beard cleaned up. Resume's going to count how many people are in the back and kind of call them all over and start assigning them to different areas of Marshall. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you, are you heading into the barbershop yes. proper then? I think we're totally doing that. So, uh, I don't think I have a choice. Now at least that. three of you, Trishik, Raz, are you I coming? I don't have hair. I don't. Are you I just thought what I asked. You get a pass. Are you coming? I'll, I'll watch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stand. Uh, I'm, I'm standing with Trishik and just. Watching. Perhaps I'll give you a good wax and you can go ahead and buff your scales up a bit. I think I would uh, perhaps like to go into the lake rather than be waxed. Trishik, you're excused. You always look perfectly groomed, just like a gentleman. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, as you come in, the inside of this building, which uh, for Kavler is a little bit small, but dwarven buildings, ironically, perhaps the opposite of what you might expect, tend to seemingly the size of the very large, uh, making a lot of the space that they have by really maximizing how much individual buildings are. And frequently throughout the Traveler's Quarter, there are some of them that even serve multiple purposes because the space between buildings is space that is unused. And when you are hard limited on space, like you are inside of a cave, you have to use everything you possibly can. Uh, but down here near the lakeside where the ground is less level and there's uh, the buildings themselves really can't feasibly be built quite as large as they are within the city. But still, for a barbershop on the surface, this would be pretty well enormous. Now, it's not something like you walk in and there are just a row of spinning chairs in front of mirrors with an assortment of various supplies. Uh, the area is segmented almost as an office. And uh, at the front, where there is a secretary who is handling everything, as the, the barker would come to the door with you and open, and then the secretary would take you from there, uh, where they have various stylists and beauticians come and take you back into single appointment offices, single rooms, uh, so that it's not, you don't have to display the lizard for everyone while you're out there doing whatever you do. Uh, so you guys are going to end up being separated. That's as you fine. Are I'm going to have a word with places. both of their stylists before they get taken back there. They're not included in this discussion. <laughs> You're like a mom getting your kids' haircuts. Oh, it's school picture day, honey. Repeater, <laughs> uh, just like uh, if we're doing a beach episode, we're doing it right. <laughs> but as you come in, and the secretary, who uh, looks much like uh, a younger dwarf, and younger dwarves are not something you would see very often. Uh, predominantly, and this would be common knowledge enough that. Dwarven adulthood, like uh, they're 18, is like 40. 40. And like it's so they're not even really cut off of the leash or let out into the world to do their own thing until they are pretty fair into life, really. So that would make sense for me because technically I'm 38. You're actually, you're literally not considered an adult yet for dwarven so you're like society. You're like, yeah, you're like a 17-year-old dwarf if you're 38. Well, we all know we we think that in reality, I think like a 12-year-old. So. so, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I'm not... <laughs> so you're saying the secretary is sucking on a pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that where you're going with this? I'm kind no, of confused. but she... But I, I'm just saying most dwarves that you would see, especially out like on the surface and those around, are generally older. Dwarves skew to much older. They live relatively long lives. They're not elves, but elves also do not 
visibly massively age until they are very very old whereas dwarves physically mature maybe at around almost the same speed as a human by like 2025 they look pretty much like what they're going to look like even though they're not really considered to become adults and not really mentally considered mature until 40 ish so you really do only see what appears to be fully adult dwarves uh but this woman looks like she could be in her actual 20s whether this is an effect of her profession or the industry or it's the owner's daughter or whatever not immediately clear but she would absolutely allow you to if they are willing marshall and rasheen provide instructions they're not going to understand half of what i'm saying anyway so willing or not it's going all right so you're going to dip this one in hot wax <laughs> and then just pull her out and the hair will go with the wax this one is just getting manscaped he just eats everything. This one is also getting dipped in hot water. Ready <laughs> for the beer. Naked dwarven baby. <laughs> I'm going to need a trim, my eyebrows, and just a little bit of cleaning up on my nail bends. And then Severin's going to need uh, one of those hot, you know, like uh, towels that you put on uh, people's faces after they shave. He's going to want to snuggle in one of those. And uh, you would have... Uh, all of the stylists here would be dwarven, uh, but the one that, that would be taking you back to their office would nod a pretty wide smile on her face. Her dimples on her cheeks seem to go all the way up to her ears nearly. Uh, another rare sight in dwarves, almost blonde hair that she has pulled back into a single massive braid that goes all the way down past her waist, nearly down to the floor. Oh, your hair is beautiful. <sighs> How do you keep it so shiny and so soft looking? If you'd believe it, it's an impressive amount of effort. Dwarven oh. hair is, doesn't take particularly well to dyes most of the time. Darling, I only sleep four hours a night for a reason. Do you think I get like this just like in ten minutes? No. You have dwarven blood in you, because as I've found, uh, Elvenkind's hair is very soft and simple and usually takes quickly and easily to anything we try to apply to it. It's because you don't go adventuring and get blood and gore stuck on it on a daily basis. With how much effort I put into this... I couldn't imagine doing such a thing. Neither do I. How did I get here? So out of the lobby, you have Trishik and Raz. <laughs> Neither of us will be dipped in hot wax. Just hear my like distant screaming, <laughs> just floating up the hallway. Sort of there. And uh, the secretary, after checking in the first of the three people here, would turn to Trishik and look. No. Uh, well, we have plenty of perfectly fine uh what would traditionally be accessory services but that i i should imagine do wonders for your scales no we can shine I'm, I'm them but not right and proper i'm going draw to draw the color out of them real well sit right here and wait for the rest of my friends preferably with a raise here as you can see he is mostly for it would not be good that to uh, cut him so i will sit here and wait patiently i do not need any and she kind of looks over to Rez and uh, sort of looks him up and down. Meticulously well-groomed. Meticulously well-groomed little rat man that he is. <laughs> and she says, um, if you have a moment, sir, I can fetch the proprietor for you. Uh, I believe he has actually worked with your kind before. I Forgive me, it was many, many years ago that uh, I, I last... Matt, one of your folk. 
and I, I know you have a right and proper name. Yosoki. Yosoki. That was it. It's a, it's a ring. See, I knew it, you say it and I remember it. Yes. But uh, if you wait here just a moment, the pair of you won't be just a minute. And the secretary stands up and heads uh, back through this hallway that leads to all the various offices where most of your friends have already completely disappeared off into the distance to go have stuff done to them. The mayor may not involve a barrel of hot wax. Uh, Rez, I will be here. You will not be seeing me. I'll go invisible. I don't want to deal with any of this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I told her no. <laughs> I, I, what? I'm what? right here. Just deal with her for me. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. Me neither. This is why I use this. <laughs> you, got, you got another one? Unfortunately, it's only one. Well, three, but only one for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, my cuticles. I'm going to look so wonderful after this is all done. So as the secretary returns, she has a dwarf following along with her, who is relatively tall and slender, uh, dressed pretty cl- pretty exquisitely, very cleanly. Uh, surprisingly, given that this is a literal barber shop, the top of his, his head is actually completely clean-shaven. Uh, his skin is a fair bit darker than most of the dwarves you've seen throughout Cobbler, as, I mean, dwarves on the whole tend to skew relatively pale. Dwarves that still live in their underground cities for obvious reasons, even more so. Uh, you don't get nearly as much of a tan from a couple of roadside braziers as you do the sun. The ball of nuclear fire in the sky. The big D for vitamin D. Yeah. So (laughs) does that mean that like tan dwarves just spend way too long at the forge and they're literally cooking themselves? That's not impossible. They would, it would actually be, uh, there would actually be, you know how we have farmer's tan, Ah. which is the funny meme. Dwarves have a forge face. Which is where the front of their face is notably darker than the skin on the back of their neck and their arms, which is exactly that. It is the fire and the heat from the various, literally, like, (laughs) around their neck, it just gets clean and dark where their beard or their face or any kind of guards or, like, like kerchiefs or something you wear for smoke would block it out. But the top of their face, it's like reverse goggles. It's like the top of their face, they got this little ellipse of just incredibly darkened skin. They just look like for the forge itself. <laughs> it's like the reverse of a miner's face when they come out of the coal mine and just everything else that yeah, it's covered. Just, it's yeah. that 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 backwards. That's forge face. Yeah, it is face. it is the dwarven equivalent of a farmer. They look like raccoons. Dude, there's yeah, actually a dwarven makeup uh, thing. Like it's like a phase that they go through where they do themselves in raccoon eyes. Is it just rubbing charcoal on your face? Yeah. I mean, you could do it that way. You, you could also cheap. just work at the forge all day, and then you have that going pretty easily. Yeah. But uh, you don't have to do anything. You just got to be there. But this man seems like if he is not tanned, uh, perhaps somewhere up in his lineage, they are. They do just seem to skew a fair bit darker skin because it is a notable oddity uh, within Cobbler, as well as the shaved head, which is very, very, very much uncommon among the more traditional dwarves. In fact, it's very likely that Marshall is probably the only dwarf that any of you have ever seen that has a shaved head. That is, it is like not a thing that dwarves I typically make a, do. I make a fort with war paint. You do make a fort, it's, it's very majestic war paint. Uh, but his beard more than makes up for the lack of anything that he has going on the top of his head. His beard starts with a pair of massive, almost like rolling blade, uh, rolling braids that come down like dwarven mutton chops. Coming out, several inches off the side of his face 
twist down into this incredibly intricate, uh, strangely woven design of a series of smaller beards that seem to be more spiral around each other, occasionally crossing over a much larger uh, singular braid that he has hanging down. None of it's terribly long. It probably stops around mid-chest, and you've definitely seen some dwarven beards that literally drag on Kevin Koffler. But beard has beard children? It's like lattice work. It's like a fractal. His beard is like a fractal woven braid. Falling into infinity, you stare. That beard children. That belongs in a museum. But as he comes out, uh, his hands kind of clasp one inside the other in front of him. Smile on his face. Obviously, you're invisible. The only I'm person not, inside I'm of him. I'm not hiding. I'm just invisible. Just invisible. You sat in a chair invisible, yeah. so. I'm not probably going, doesn't see yeah, I'm not going out of my way to hide. I'm watching this. This is going to be funny to me. This. Yeah. <laughs> the side of his beard, Raz's eyes just like grow like two times as big. And he gets really close. How long did it say? Whoa, this is amazing. This is great. This is cool. Um, oh, hi, I'm Raz. And he kind of leans his head up a little bit. They're straightening himself up another inch, maybe, that he can squeeze out of his height. Just. He's not shying away from this at all. Absolutely almost inviting you to, to to look at this masterpiece that he has created. No. Set it up originally. Took me a better part to appear a forge days. Maintaining it, fortunately. A few hours each morning, I imagine. But it's something I do proudly. With great joy. Nodrum. Provided this fine barbershop. And holds a hand out to you for a more, much more traditional surface handshake. For a much more non-traditional individual. <laughs> and Raz just takes two hops back. I'm Raz. It's nice to meet you. Raz. I had to say it's a very uncommon occurrence that I'm graced with the good fortune of a Yasoki visitor. It's a very uncommon occurrence that I find myself in the Dwarven Salon? You are any more of your kin, it seems. And only slightly less, less rare to see them in the town of Kovler proper. Now, this... And he kind of puts a hand just barely gingerly at the bottom of the main braid, which at the, at the bottom of his beard is almost an, a, a sphere. It looks like it has to be woven around something into it, as there's no way that it could maintain such a perfect shape otherwise. But he very gently kind of cups it. You see it flex a bit. It might literally just be hair. This... Can, can I disable device his beard? <laughs> <laughs> the hole in the fabric of reality. It's woven around a singularity. No, I'm really convinced he has a small child in there. This... Dwarves carry their young in their beard. They just beard it and they just braid it into a nice hammock and they carry their young. Like, Pet your children. He's expecting. <laughs> <laughs> it's his egg. <laughs> it's how dwarves are born. No, they're all platypus. They're dwarf eggs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Oh. Him, no. <laughs> <laughs> now keep in mind, I'm a very large dwarf, so I felt bad for my parents if that was the case. Are they are they reptiles no, or birds? 
the oh, implications for dwarven mating or something I don't want to think about, but <laughs> uh, we'll save that until like for first avatar, but with beard hair. Well, we save we'll save that topic for another like a show platypus. that we will no. never do. No, like dwarven males are like seahorses; they carry the as, babies around. Colby desperately tries to change. <laughs> Desperation tinging his makes voice. It worse. Sleep. Smashes leaves. <laughs> Well, Mr. Bardic Lore, you know the most about this... dwarven beard eggs. Yeah. Hey, that's... <laughs> <It's a joke. laughs> I had this whole conversation in his head and everyone's voices. Just... Actually, telepathy, we're all having this conversation no. as his head. Oh, None of God. this is happening. Anyway, as he touches <laughs> his beard child. Uh, I've spent much of my life owning my craft as an artist and this this is the canvas i have to express myself which is a sad perhaps failing of dwarven kind that we're graced with but a single beard but you my friend your entire body oozes potential on every inch no thanks but as I am more than willing for just the honor to be allowed to practice my craft on one such as yourself, to not see a single copper from your purse for it. If only you'll give me but a pair of hours out the other day can I, to make something spectacular. Can I tell you a funny joke first? I, I don't see why not. Anaruxi in a saloon. Salon. A lizard man. No hair. In a salon. A place where for hair. <laughs> it's happening right now. You just can't see him. I'll wrap my claws on the wall. <laughs> I'll just kind of look over to what his tapping is coming from. And, uh... I looks back at his secretary for a sec before he turns back to Rez. Uh, I... Uh, this last didn't tell me you had a lizard friend. I'm afraid there's... Little more than waxing and polishing we could do for him. That is what I attempted to tell her. <laughs> she did not listen. So, what matter? Sorcery is this? Oh, it's an Oruxi in in your in your salon. That that's what kind of sorcery that is. He just kind of reaches a finger vaguely out towards where the voices coming I just, from. I grab something small and heavy off my pot, my person and throw it to where our last Nutrishik was. Catch it. <laughs> and once you it have it, disappears. it disappears immediately. So yeah. He's right there. I was expecting Lady to come back and continue to attempt to sell me a service. So I decided it would be more uh, entertaining to watch Rez. But uh, you seem to have better uh, understanding when somebody is uh, refusing service and he's looking like kind of a couple inches to the right of you not obviously entirely clear exactly where you are but as i said we'd be more than happy to polish your scales up for you restore some of the natural luster but beyond that most of our services uh, uh, understandably wouldn't have much effect for one such as yourself he's fine i do not need your friend however raz you look to me as a fellow artist. Perhaps not one of beard and haircraft, but one of words, maybe. 
with a great deal of tomes and scrolls upon your person, and they don't look the magical sort to me. It's, it's all knowledge. It's a lot of knowledge. Lots of knowledge. So much knowledge. The one of the mind. Yeah. As one knowledge into another, I ask you, just once more, allow me to work my trade upon the canvas of your body. <laughs> Something I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed with. Something to astound and amaze your friends when they arrive. And something that you in the future will be envious of the experiences of your past. Well, 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 you see, see, the problem with that is I'm, I spent three hours this morning grooming myself and I don't want any of that, that, that effort to go to waste if I let you do it. So no, 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 thank you. Breaking his heart, man. He does, he does look pretty, fairly well dejected for a moment. He nods, sort of understanding. Hi. It's fairer then. Well, you order, uh, and he just kind of looks again vaguely towards the seat where Tashik is probably sitting. Your friend, if you change your minds, are more than welcome in the barbershop anytime. And, uh, right, you know, as soon as we're done with your friends, again, Nadrim. And if you or anyone you know needs the finest hairstyle in all the five kingdoms, or what anything they what might once might have been, you won't find it better than here. I'll keep it in mind. And, uh, Clearly kind of disappointed. He nods, a smile on his face, nods vaguely towards the chair, and then turns and heads back deeper into the barbershop. I'm sad that the pushy lady didn't come back, because that would have been well, really... The pushy lady was here, but the, she's just She wasn't back. the one selling nah, she's it, just, She's just chilling. This is... But she brought the owner of the barbershop, because he's like, do you say he has an entire body beard? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing hairier than a dwarf. Give it to me. Severin pokes his head up from the hot towel. He's curled up and he goes, you're right, potty pooper, you are. Wait, why was he in a hot towel in the waiting room? Because this is where they left him. It's where they brought it to him. And he curled up in it and went to sleep. No, you just requested a church. hot towel for Severin. And Severin's not allowed to come in. I guess they probably don't want a bird they in there. They don't really don't want a bird in there. Well, <laughs> That's fair. They, they don't even want a bird in the, in the building. At some point, they brought in a pigeon swaddled in a warm towel and <laughs> set, set him it down. down. Sure. Are we, are we cooking him in the warm towel? Is like a, he looks very happy. He's giving him a, a second birth. Ah. It's like being nested in egg. Ah. I can only imagine the horrible noises in the back room coming from both Marshall and Roshi as they're being you hear relaxed. That? You hear that faint screaming? Just in the distance? <laughs> I think someone needs saving. You just hear Roshin cast one of her cantrips. So somebody's about to. Die. <laughs> And somebody goes through the window because I'm pretty sure Marshall just threw something out the window. <laughs> As the three, the three of you that do have some time here in the barbershop enjoying yourselves, uh, the stylists that are assigned to each of you are extremely proficient. Uh, this is these are not simply people with a passing interest in any kind of <laughs> hair and beard styling. These are absolute uh, master crafts that Nadrim has brought. This barbershop down by the lakeside is a fairly high-class affair, to be certain. Uh, with the possible exception of Resme, who was very well-versed in beauty, uh, beauty practices and probably completely aware of everything that she wants to happen, Marshall and Roisin, <laughs> the two of you, would fairly regularly throughout this uh, almost be continuously bombarded with new ideas and new treatments they're recommending, suggestions they have for 
this, that, and the other thing for texture, for promoting growth, for ease of styling, uh, for either coloration or bringing out the natural color, uh, all slew of various products and services being heaped at you as this is going. And it's, it's almost confusing, <laughs> honestly. That's not hard. I think and, after uh, a while, Roshin is just going to be like, yeah, right, sure. Like, she'll just go along with it because she just doesn't really know what's happening. And as what is definitely a great excuse for me to have the dice cams come up on the stream for a moment because these are new and incredibly fancy looking. I need the two of you to roll me a will save. Oh, will save. Oh, no. <laughs> will save. Not because of any manner of magic, just because of uh, incredibly talented salesmanship. Look at them. Oh, mm -hmm. dice dead. Look at the dice. Uh, Look at those dice. They're, they're not great number wise but <laughs> they are clear you could you could see them on our regular cameras like i, I think they, they uh, this actually does kind of show up on the stream here if i reach out over here I reach out and touch it it's just it's right here now it's yeah, so close no, it's so close we have individual cameras for each bespoke tray now you can tell which number is up it's so clear. I don't have to tell everyone they're banned from rolling anything that isn't pretty much black text on a white oh, die. Wait, how well does this show up? I don't know. We can find out. Let's find out. Give it a whirl. Oh, I, I think you can see it. Okay, this is it's good. Fantastic. Uh, I can roll all the fancy dice. Yeah, no, you can. It. I'm pretty sure you can roll anything on this. Our dice cams are at this point. I'm keeping they're... my nine, though. I see you tried to sabotage me. Yeah, they are. Hold on. Let me help you. They're <laughs> dramatically higher quality now, so I don't think we have any kind of limitations on what you can and can't roll. Uh, unless, if you can read it in front of you, chat can read it on the screen. I don't that's, know about this one. <laughs> that's probably not that's that probably, that'd be fine. That's probably fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the but, so, so what, what'd, what'd you get? Fair. What'd you get? Uh, all together? Yes. 23. Yes. I rolled a five. Dude. You're getting all of the things. You're getting everything. Arthur's <laughs> <laughs> not even positive what it is he is or isn't agreeing uh, to. This is exactly what Marshall's doing getting bombarded with ideas i'm just like sitting here with a potato as it's like getting in my beer i really don't care just whatever makes me less it's just starts disgusting. to keep the beard straight <laughs> so i have to keep coming back through and cleaning the bits of potato out of your beard as you have asked you repeatedly oh, don't forget there's maybe gug. maybe please don't eat the potato while we're doing this marshall <laughs> stubbornly refuses uh probably most of your business is just freaking cleaning it <laughs> They said, maybe, please, not you can't. So he's going to keep and doing Roisin. it. Uh, Roisin gets a 31. And, so, and she's got the success equal. Credit yeah, I mean, it. it's a, I mean, like you said, it's really up to you. It's you're cognizant enough that while it's somewhat confusing here, uh, you get the sense that they're not necessarily doing this out of any sort of manner of spite, but you clearly aren't familiar with these kind of services and they can recommend you a great number of things that will make you look absolutely fantastic at least for a day and will probably cost a decent amount more but uh it is up to you i gave them the must-haves uh, yeah i mean I, she, basically she wouldn't want to disappoint like like resume they just seems very so excited. excited about it like it's yeah. resume who share they, they share almost resume's enthusiasm here. yeah resume's so excited about it so she'll probably be like i mean if, if that's if that's what she wants sure sure we'll we'll go for it and after the end of probably about two hours oh my god at least yeah of work yeah, maybe two and a half of Raz and Shashik just 
How long did invisibility last? Ten minutes. So you would have eventually just showed back up in a living. Uh, uh, we would have left by now. There's food. Did you just leave? That's what I was going to ask. Are you sitting yeah, there? Yeah, we're not sitting hours? there. When they come, when they come out, we just have seafood. Just <laughs> eat your fish balls. Yeah. Raz found three other people, and he started a barbershop quartet. Yeah. <laughs> we found two other. We found two other. Have you ever heard a lizard man sing? They coo beautifully. Mr. Lizard. Oh, no, we're... I went to look at Frank. Give me a scream. I, I feel like you take your mask down and then the little thing comes up like. <laughs> Hold on. Let me take a look here. I've got a performance he just, of plus four. He just plugs his lizard nose and goes, and the thing on his neck inflates and just whistles. <laughs> Across the room. Hi, Roxy Bagpipes. Yes. <laughs> Across the room, a girl looks, she's like, hi. <laughs> It's beautiful. So, uh, eventually, the three of you would come back out. Now, Resme, well, uh, Marshall, yes. Marshall oh, would definitely have the most clearly visible transformation here. As even though Marshall does, uh, is, when he went, when you went, to, when he went to meet the Court of Regents, mm -hmm. he certainly had some thoughts, uh, like into his appearance, and you yeah, put some work I know I can't I just don't do it because I don't like it. And your, your cleaning up of your beard perhaps was like a cursory braiding and maybe coming out the worst of it. the matted meat chunks meat from the things and the, 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 like dried wads of blood from the things that you have fought. Well, good, good thing I'm both you know, theirs and ginger. yours. So much starch. So, <laughs> so much starch. In a great shocking twist. There's more you starch. Do not. <laughs> Marshall does not smell like a compost heap, which is probably the first time that's ever happened in the time that you have been with Marshall all throughout your journeys to Ravenel and, no, and everything. No, he took a, a nice cleanup before we went to the council. Yeah, but like... That was like dumping him in hot water. Then he smelled like this a wet compost This is like an hour and a half of just cleaning him. Pretty much, yeah. Half. They get like so, a buffer. His beard has been straightened to a degree that you would have thought was actually just impossible. Uh, styled up in what almost looks like a much more extravagant version of what he had before, uh, but near shimmering the red fibers of his beard. It smells great. It, he actually has a, uh, a nice, gentle, pleasant aroma and not death and potatoes. Yeah. Resme, generally knowing what she was after and obviously being all into this, would be certainly the next uh, most notable notable here. Uh, very well done up, but she has been very capable of doing things for herself before. So you've already seen the very dolled up Resme experience. And you've seen the very dolled up Rasheen experience done by Resme. And I guess just by merit of Rasheen has less hair than everybody else. Everybody? Does Probably. Everybody well, that went to the salon <laughs> that isn't a lizard. It's literally, she has half of a head of hair. Yeah, so. there's really only so many different things that you can really do with that. And, and clearly you have been cleaned up. Uh, your stylist would have experienced pretty great frustration at the fact that despite her best efforts and a, a wide array of different applications of uh, perfumes and things still smell like murder and death. She is walking a I wouldn't take crooked. it personally. I wouldn't take it personally. A question about that. Is it that you smell like that or the area that you, it, like, Occupy just has an aura of 
the smell of a battle. I think it's pretty clear that it comes from like it comes from the oracle. Now she's like the the oracle has a uh, has a smell of steel and blood constantly. Now she smells like steel and blood and hazelnuts. So it's like there you go. It's a slight improvement. And the res may be unchanged on the outside. On the inside, he's plus one hero point. He has a hero points. I'm filled with yeah. delicious sheep food, and I share some of Roshim. From a sane two twenty one to the little walking beard, please, Rez, we need it. <laughs> you let America down. I, I've been disappointing. <laughs> I've been disappointing people since like ninety two. So my chest is actually empty. Oh my god! Oh my god! I've never been so stocked. Don't hero you points. worry. I haven't rolled any dice yet. As soon as I start Same. rolling dice, I'll start. Yeah, using it's beach points. episode. Stuff's gonna happen. It's been a minute since we've run Kados dry here. Since you have been so well and properly stocked. I think the last time we had this many hero points across the party. We almost all died. Everyone died. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that was near the end of chapter three or book three or whatever. Yeah. Did we get that stacked in book three? Yeah, we did. We got no. really stacked. Well, damn. That's big thunder. That's big thunder. Ooh. So for anybody who couldn't hear that, that's, that's like all two of you. Um, <laughs> there's a really big storm outside, apparently, that we didn't know about. Oh, I knew about it. You might lose us. Yeah, please, please, no power. We'll see. We'll see. I'll say it's Florida. We're there's get- a pity, pretty big generator. We felt that. We're getting into the, <laughs> we're getting into the Florida spring season. Monsoon. This, yeah, the, the monsoons. Yeah. Just come sheeting down at almost complete random. I'm not positive that, that the thunderclaps come through the microphones, but I feel like it does not bode well for our adventures today. We'll see, though. We'll see. Anyway. We're going out onto the water. There'll be storms ahead. Yeah, if there's, I've seen somebody saying there's some kind of intermittent buffering that, that may be possibly this. Uh, maybe something else. Not positive. I could figure it out. We'll figure it out on a later occasion. That might but, just uh, be Link. Anyway, it could get yeah, it has literally just been blank, so it could be on your end. I'm not sure. Anyway, cleaned up, refreshed, well fed, Raz and Trashik. The group of you are done here at the barbershop and emerge back onto the lakeside streets as you had prior. Roshi not wearing her armor because she was not about to strap that back on herself after that experience she's what, had. Just carrying it? Uh, it's in my bag holding, which is real convenient, I gotta say. Uh-huh. Mm, she's Fit probably a, a little full sore. Plate into a bag of hold. Well, I don't know about that well, one. The thing about full plate, plate is it is down. not, in fact, like a mannequin made of steel. No, it but breaks. a cuirass is generally like a piece. Mm. That it, it, it's it's in multiple so. pieces. We've also got type two. It is in multiple pieces, but some of those pieces are a plate that is the majority of your torso. Yeah, yeah a breastplate is is actually like. I, I don't think a breastplate is. You could. Carry you could get like obviously your greaves and your gauntlets and every and your sabatons and everything. Yeah. Probably most of it. I do not think you could get your breastplate or your cuirass. Yeah, well, I could put that into like a rucksack or something like that. That's not a bag of holding rucksack. It's much lighter than full full plate. Well, it's more like she's not about to strap heavy steel onto herself because she's walking a little bow-legged right now. And so she just <laughs> wants things to be light. And just for a record, as we're exiting the, like, the barber shop, as soon as the door closes, Marshall does mm. a little, like... <laughs> How was it? Was it fun? Did you have fun? I wouldn't call it fun, actually. Oh. It was uh, fairly excruciating. I dodged a bolt. But That's good. Some parts of it were nice, and some parts of it were not so nice. The, 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 I can suck in that notion. The, the the owner wanted to wanted to experiment on me. Want to experiment on you? He wanted to. He said he said he wished that dwarves had more beard. 
and that I'm the perfect, the perfect, um, oh what do you say, Tershi? He looks like, you look like a walking beard to a dwarf, don't you? A dwarven stylist. It's like nothing but beard. Yeah. I said no. I told him no. Oh, oh yeah. that's a shame. Your heart was quaking in your little chest, was it? Well, uh, I just groomed, like, for three hours this morning. I wouldn't want to go that waste. I do believe But that... you do that every day. Yeah. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I could probably just go back and ask him to do it. Oh, do it tomorrow. Do it tomorrow. <laughs> I do believe that that was a uh, dwarven proposal. Oh, you got a proposal? A dwarven proposal? Is that he how seemed, that works? You seem absolutely infatuated. They no, have thanks. to exchange beards. Is that how it works, Marshall? <laughs> I have no uh, comment, and I'm just gonna keep walking. I was working on his dowry. Smell. I can fix that real quick. Don't. <laughs> At least let the work stay for like ten minutes. <laughs> ten forge minutes. You didn't raise an interesting question. If we have forge days or hours as long as they are normally, I've been working on the assumption no. that they just have a twenty-hour day. If you think about it logically, the hours are to say just dwarves go by a different timeline. I guess for like. Because what was it? You said, what was it, uh, 32 hours in a day? In a dwarven day? 20 to twenty day, 12 a night, yeah. Maybe they just count their seconds like one, two... Wait, they do it like bartenders. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, I think for ease of playing Pathfinder, we're going to say their hours are the same length as a human yeah. hour. Yeah. For, <laughs> so, for argument's sake, yeah. For, for the simplicity of not... My mind's already Getting exploded. Getting bogged down in the mechanics days, of their time scale. Change everything that is based off of days. Yeah, the calendar is definitely So different. days affect their weeks, affect yes. months, affect... You shouldn't affect years, though. Years are going to be the same. Years, yeah, years are, are dependent on... They definitely still... Uh, I mean, they still understand the concept of, Nick, like, astronomy years and years. So, Stop thinking about it. No, if, I, you're under, if you're underground... What I imagine... Boat. Like, yeah, they, they don't we, have... Get on the boat seasons necessarily because they don't have great exposure to the surface. But I mean, they would, they would like some extent Whoa. because they are still affected by the moon. Their months, because they're still expected affected by tides. Yeah. Hansen Ganger just are blew my mind. When they clean the forge, a dwarven round is six actions. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I would say that they probably, while well, they have the 32 hour days, they probably still keep similar months and near identical years the concept of like a week that we have is not a thing to them yeah uh because i mean that's not based on anything anyway a week is just something that just kind of happened and uh, whether up. their months were always the same is unknown but at this point in the post quest for sky universe while they still use forge days and may have adapted their calendar somewhat they do keep largely in track with the same schedule of months but do they like what kind of meal schedule do they go on if their days are that long? Like they can't they just eat have four three, meals. They eat four meals. Okay, so they're second breakfast or something. They have second second breakfast. Yeah. When you're hungry, call you that go brunch. Eat, get back to work. Yeah, or they your, wake up. Or your marshal just eat whenever you want. To. They wake up and they eat continuously. You mean? Uh, they wake up and they eat something that would very much still just be a traditional breakfast, um, and then they have what would normally be the, the standard lunch and dinner kind of spur, uh, interspersed throughout the forge day. Uh, they don't, they have a fourth meal, which is like a post-dinner thing. Supper, Yeah, like a supper, I suppose. Yeah. We'll go with supper dinner, for supper. Simpli uh, simplicity's sake. That is almost at the forge night, or in some families, at the forge night, which is really just, like, almost part of the going to be, like, going to bed. You... That's not good for digestion. You don't know about dwarves. Yeah. They don't you, digest. He eats They're potatoes constantly. constantly. 
They do so much they throughout the day. Rocks. It helps the digestion. No, it's that's like, like oh, dinosaurs. Oh, but they actually have a small supper almost immediately before retiring for the evening. Uh, would be how that works. So they have. I thought you said they had a small upper before going to sleep. I'm like, I think that's counterproductive. Why would they do that? That's why I'm here. But yeah, they have their their supper before sleep. They sleep for 12 hours. They wake up and have their breakfast. It is your good All right, pitch. chat. We want a breakdown of the nutritional and sleep schedules and new. And like, I need a calorie chart. We're you, gonna need a chart. You've been assigned homework. You've Congratulations. Been assigned homework. Well, also, figure uh, it out. You would, all, you would notice that through the couple of meals that you've had down here, the time that you've been, uh, the food that you've got for the dwarven restaurant. So if you, if you've been in, engaging in some of their culture and their cuisine, rather than just getting the surface food that's available at the, the travelers district, travelers quarter. That it is, it is very heavy. Dwarven food is incredibly, incredibly heavy. It's quite dense. Everything seems to be very powerfully sauced. And the, the quantities, the portions that you would be getting throughout the, uh, the normal day, like in the lunch and the dinner hours, they're pretty hefty. It would be something that you, for most of you that aren't accustomed to this would be kind of difficult to eat a whole meal and then think about going back to work and not just going back to sleep. Mm. So what you're saying There's is they a... consider fish meat to be like a vegetable? Pretty much. It just well, for the record, Marshall eats all the pretty, time because he's healthy. also very large for a dwarf. So kind of put that into perspective. Ask for like, the kid milk. Take what Marshall eats and maybe reduce it by like a third, and that's a normal dwarf. But putting it in the perspective of the people of Cobbler, dwar uh, Marshall's eating habits seem far less obscene than they did previously. <laughs> it just seems like dwarves actually eat a lot of food. He just eats potatoes constantly to, to make up for the fact he's not stopping for four large meals a day. <laughs> makes sense. That makes sense. They eat a lot, and they, they again, they're very heavy, very calorically dense. And you feel that a lot of the variety really does come from sauces and spices. Because uh, a lot of this that you get See, uh, is largely based in seafood, uh, a lot of crab, and a lot of various lake fish. There is some variety in that, but for meats, not a, not a ton. It's all about the condiments. It really is, because the things that you have access to in a cave beneath the earth are the stuff that lives in the lake and Purple mushrooms. Ones. I love mushroom ketchup. You're weird. That's exactly what they have down here. Is that an actual thing? No, I hope not. It, it could I was be. like, you said it that like be. it wasn't Rez. You said yeah, that like it, it was like you. Bullying, and I was yeah. like, is that a thing? Maybe. I was horrified. That wouldn't be ketchup anymore. That'd be mushroom paste. So what's uh. for dinner, Trishik? Mushroom paste. It, it, it Tonight they will be making a nice uh, scarlet triad with a yeah. crib garnish. Scalp bandit. Scalped bandit. There you go. So you're all well dolled up. Well, three fits of you are. The other, well, four fits because you're also very well presented. We spent a lot of time on yourself. You just get cilantro. But Trishik is, well, he's a lizard. It's, it's honestly, you can't really tell how much time Trishik spends grooming himself, I imagine, because it's. I soak in the bath. It could be literally none. It could be two hours. You have no idea. He just has scales. As long as he's hydrated, I think he's happy. This, That's do, pretty much it. Do lizard men molt? On occasion, is similar to a reptile. It the scales while, and uh, just kind of showing the arm and messing with it. It it's taut. It's not like hanging loose. It's scales. So. <laughs> Over time, they, you need to make room for more. But it, instead of being like a full shedding, it happens in like this scale is too small. And the, because when they're born, they're going to come out fully 
scaled or they'll they'll they're in an egg, I'm pretty sure. Do you like lick yourself like a cat to get like the spare scales off? I suppose some of them would, the more wild ones, but I have claws. I don't know that you have the tongues for that. But... No, no. There's a whole you... bunch of different types of lizard folk. See? Do any of them have tongues like that? Yes. They have like the sandpaper barbed scrapey tongues? No, like yeah. the gecko tongue. You buff. Like the sticky it sticks gecko to it. tongue? Yeah, it sticks to it and pulls it off. So yeah, there I mean, go. You yeah. Gotta, I mean, eating yeah, your own just... skin is but, a great but, source of nutrition. But, but, You're just taking it back. You're recycling. <laughs> So the, the, <laughs> the long answer right. is yes, but not quite as not the way you think. Yeah. This is like the National Geographic version and of now, our show. Oh, we're learning so much about we all the various cultures of Galarian. Yeah. Uh, but you, I imagine, would then be heading down to the lakeshore yourself. Yes, uh, we're getting the there. dock area seems to be relatively heavily patrolled uh, and and fitting with how regulated everything seems to be. There are quite an impressive number of guards that are present down near the shore itself. Uh, every one of Cobbler's near a dozen various piers and docks seems to have a guard posted on, on the end of it, as well as there are some patrols just going back and forth along the coast. Uh, now, a lot of these aren't dressed much like you see the night patrols or the Guild of Arms soldiers uh, that are out sometimes during the day on various street corners. Because they're usually... Uh, clearly uh, done up in some fairly good, uh, well-built armor, and dwarven armor is quite chonky. So you have them walking around in what almost looks like the equivalent of full plate. You have that the the half plate was dwarven light armor that we had conversation we had the other day. They wear uh, rocks for armor. These ones are much more lightly kitted, uh, sometimes with just uh, what seems to be uh, a fairly hefty chain shirt, but a chain shirt nonetheless. Uh, some with scale mail. Some seeming like they have not much more than just the traditional leather jerkin, uh, but all of them still with that badge of the Guild of Arms visible on their shoulders as they're watching around. Uh, and as you can see, there are a decent amount of fishermen going about their business on the various piers. There are nearly no boats, and none of them are out in the lake itself. Uh, what boats there are are small little jetties, little rowing things. Again, there's no sails or anything. They look like they can see... Mostly two to four dwarves comfortably. The largest one they have looks like he could maybe, maybe fit six men in if you get pretty pretty tight. And according to your permits and what you would easily be able to quickly learn uh, communicating with the guards around here, fortunately that seems to be the one that Commander Bronzebeard has gotten for you. Uh, but as you arrive here, you can see that, as I said, there is... It's stone floor. It's kind of chunked. It's almost terraced. It cuts down. Now, where it cuts down into the water itself, it has worn and eroded some extent. So it cuts a little and then has a bit of a sloped, stony shore going down into the dark waters themselves. Uh, the lights throughout Kovler of the forges and the street lamps that keep the city lit for travelers and merchants alike are much less present in Lakeside. Uh, and out here, especially once you get near the docks, it's very dim. Going out in the water is obviously going to require you to bring some kind of light source of your own. Uh, but you can pretty clearly see several crabs that are washed up around the support struts of the piers and on this sloped stone near the edge of the water itself as it's just kind of 
loosely has some motion just from the activity that's happening on the piers itself. Uh, there appear to be a very kind of random assortment of crab corpses strewn up and down the area. Hmm. Like dead crabs? Like, just, not like shelled and like... No, crabs just the like... look like just dead crabs. No damage or nothing? No visible damage on them, no. I'm going to walk up to one of the crabs and pick it up and maybe a nature check to see if maybe it's something in its habitat that caused it to just spontaneously die, maybe? Uh, and as you got up here, you got the permits to be here, so no one really stops you. You do definitely get a couple of strange looks from some of the nearby fishermen, a ragtag group such as yourself coming down to the coast and poking at dead bodies of uh, the crabs they're trying to fish for here. Anyone who wants to can either make me a nature or a medicine check oh. to uh, attempt to look over these me. crabs. I'll check nature. Okay, well, it's, uh, who's going to nature? Can I bardic lore crab? Sure. Lore crab. Oh, buddy. So, uh, <laughs> you, you want to check with nature. What do you want to do? Well, actually, oh, I right, decided. Right. Nothing? Nature. Nature. Actually, I'm, I'm going to do. Um, I don't check the crabs. I'm actually looking more at the water line. Okay. Um. And you're bardic lore dead crabs. Yeah, I'm actually going to use medicine. Instead. Okay, well, like... we'll start with, uh, start with the machine then. Give me a nature check. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's a bad. 29. Uh, with a 29. That's a crab. This, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty clearly it is, in fact, a crab. Uh, it's very much dead, and it doesn't show any real signs of any kind of physical trauma. It doesn't look damaged at all. Uh, there are some superficial cracks and chips throughout its shell, but that's just kind of the life of a crab. Mm. There's, there's nothing that seems out of the ordinary to you. What you would pick up on is a little bit interesting, is that they're, they seem to be relatively smallish crabs on the whole. Hmm. Uh, which would mean they were fairly young. Because crabs sort of just keep growing. Grow. Yeah. <laughs> Theoretically, a giant enemy crab that's 20 feet across could easily exist by just being alive for that long. Because they literally just continue to get bigger the longer they're alive. So the, the smallish nature of most of these that are left here implies that they're pretty young. Um, Marshall... Give me your medicine check. Yeah, six. Much better, it's a 21. One, you're pretty sure they are, in fact, crabs. Dead yeah. crabs. They're probably all, they're either dead or they're very asleep. Um, <laughs> I just kind of dangle one in front of my face. What do you think? Well, they're a bit small, I think. Eh, still good, worth a snack. Crunch! The... <laughs> oh my gosh. He eats rocks. I'm telling you, I've seen him do it. I literally I... spit out like a crab leg and use it to pick my teeth. Uh, <laughs> uh, why am no, I just with you? Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, but, so... but it seems that they're mostly uh, small crabs, uh, younger crabs. Uh, the older ones, uh, they're not showing up in the nets. They may have all been eaten. Hey, Raz. Um, will you help me with an experiment? Since we're going out on the water. He's staring at these crabs. I want to use my bardic lore again. Bardic lore, dead crab. Bardic right, lore, dead go. crab. They hopped. It did hop. It yeah, got a 21. Welcome, welcome to my it life. excited. They, they, I get, literally came out of If the use a hero point, this is the time. <laughs> I think I have one. 
Wait, wait. It's like literally, I'm looking at it. It's right there. <laughs> I do. Are you are you for real? I love it. Yeah. Ah, K Dost feeds. Delicious <laughs> I gotta make sure there's hero points for everyone else in the box. Exactly. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Four twenty one. That's what I call for the value. Joke. Well, uh Bardic Lord Crab. They're they're also crabs. Um, you can, I mean, there's just, there's, here's the thing. It's like, like a 21 is not an exceptionally low roll, but like they're crabs. There's, there's nothing really visibly noteworthy about them. They're there. They're clearly crabs and they're dead. They haven't been beaten to death. Nobody spiked them through the shell. I mean, like there's, there's not much, there's not much you can really tell by looking at them. They just are crabs. Remove crab head. I was making sure. The joke Making here sure they're is there's nothing to learn from this, and we're all just <laughs> high-level people rolling at a DC-10. These are crabs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. duh. <laughs> I think it's traditionally... What is it? First edition literally had a DC for a heal check to tell if somebody was dead in combat. So I mean, <laughs> just making the DC-10 or 12 heal check to see if these crabs are still alive. You're all passing. They're not alive. Don't you give up on me, crab. <laughs> I'm not losing you now. <laughs> just CPR the crab. Crunch. Crack. Oh, M20 strength. <laughs> Looks like the crab failed his, his death save. So what I want to do is as we go further and further um, out onto the lake, I want to monitor the water's temperature because one of the things that's most likely to affect the breeding ground of an animal, especially in the water, is a sudden temperature change. And when you're dealing with places that might have seismic or underground activity, it's possible that some sort of fissure opened and there is warming in the water, which is making it so that the baby crabs might not be hatching. They may not be growing all the way. There's a lot of natural things that could be killing these crabs. Well, that's a very great idea for when we're in a boat, but currently you're on the show or shore looking at some why dead I'm, crabs. I'm and I'm testing the temperature okay, by okay, the water. So you're gonna check how all right, I'm fair enough. Record just, it. Do these yeah, crabs really come pre-boiled? Bye. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty positive by the crab that Marshall bit into that they are not cooked. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of bit that and just crab juice went everywhere. Uh, so, Trishik, oh. what, what are you doing? I know you don't have nature or medicine or anything, but as, as everyone's just kind of looking around these various dead crabs, what are, what are you up to? I'm just kind of looking around, like looking out at the water, looking to the extent of have... the crab. So without dark vision, you can really... I have dark vision on right now. Oh, you have the gear goggles on? Yeah. Okay. So we're about to go on, so I would have turned them on for this. How long did they last? An hour. It's always so much longer than I think it is. I always feel like it's a minute or ten minutes. Fair enough. With the dark vision goggles on, uh, still, you can see out into the cave a decent ways, but after a distance, the surface of the water just kind of blends into the cave walls behind it, and there's not... There's, not, there's really nothing visible you can see out in the lake. Uh, you can see that the like throughout the piers, there are a bunch of traditional and crab fishermen who seem to be working things majoritively with nets and pots. Uh, there's not really like a fishing rod kind of situation out here. They're not eating their cast out into the lake to try and grab something. Uh, there is paired piers that have a large stretch of net kind of strung between them. Uh, as well as what looks like it traditionally would have been used as almost a trawler that they would have rowed out. But again, there's no boats on the lake at the moment, not since the incident. So it's just sort of there. Uh, but there are predominantly at the moment crab pots that are going down. 
There's maybe 20 dwarves total out here working at various tasks, fishing off of the piers. Uh, and again, as we mentioned, we were looking at the original map, and they're not particularly large docks. Uh, they would be almost comically undersized compared to the piers that you would have seen back in Kintargo, or really even in uh, Cypress Point. I know they're... they're using a lot of nets, but would it be possible for us to borrow a fishing line and rod? The question would honestly be, would they have a fishing line or a rod? Well, if they catch it's not... fish. Yeah, they would, they would have to some. Uh, they would probably have some. Uh, give me... You get your permits to be out here. There's not uh, there's not really like a public supply chain here. I just so, to borrow one. Uh, if you, you ask around, the, the ships aren't in use at the moment. Uh, you could probably get a hold of a fishing rod and some line. Perfect. I'm going to throw back um, a greater dark vision elixir. Okay. While they're doing all that, Rat goes, oh, we're about to go on the boat, aren't we? He takes his hat. Got to make sure I don't water. He shoves it into his bag of holes. Digs around and a little bit. are not made of metal. They can be stuffed into bags. He pulls out his boat hat. I think I think Mataz fell into your bag of holding. He did. He's, <laughs> He's safe. He's suffocating. Now. You mean? Well, he fell into the pet satchel I'm carrying. He's and got like, breathing holes. He's got a boat and hat. He's got a boat and hat. It's even still got the feather. I love it. Always prepared. Living on the rim. Well, Raz is, Raz is certainly ready. How about the rest of you? Sheenie, do you want a dark vision elixir? Uh, certainly. How long do they last for? Uh, the whole day. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, you should have been taking these every single day. Goodness gracious. I, I, I only bought, like, a couple of them. Oh, you paid cash for these. Well, I made them, but yeah, I did. I paid for the ingredients to make them. But I if see. we're going to be out on the boat, I think this is the day to use them. We have a good point. Yeah. We'll keep it for now. So down in that, we have dark vision on everybody but Raz now, I think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, do you, do you it's okay. He has a nice boat hat. He'll be fine. It'll keep the sun out of his eyes. Plus, he'll sailor. Also, it breathes a lot better. Your hat breathes? It's a mimic. You just hear I'm still so surprised. It's like I feel like it's a lot cooler in here than it is You're in the, the other one. studio. Like, well, like, yeah. wait, there's no music. Side of the room. Uh, what? Where's where? He's right. Where's where's the dwarven music? The the, the awesome in the well. background. <laughs> Get a ukulele. <laughs> I had to go back into town. That's a walk. We're already here. All right. So, uh, so as you get on the boat, have any of are any of you proficient? Sailors at all? Have any of you ever what? been? I've, I've read about sailing. Experiences sail. with boats. You live in Breach Hill. I don't have uh, profession sailor. Unlike some people, I come from a noble family. I've actually traveled, and my brother works on a boat. Your brother's a tree. Other, I have. That's four how he boats. works on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> tree. Really demast. No, four brothers, <laughs> and one of them is in the navy. Thank you. So I, I know a little bit about boating. I've well, traveled a lot. I've been on boats. We have, the you, I would believe, has been on some boats. Ren is the one that I, I would mean, certainly I've been on boats. We've totally been, I was we've just been on we've been, boat. You've been on a boat. You all took the boat ride to Cantargo. I mean, don't you yeah. ever I forget. I have seen a boat. You have, I know what a boat is. I've been is. on a boat. I'm familiar with the boat. Yeah. Last right. time you were on a boat, it's probably a truly nauseating <laughs> I stayed out of the way. Probably mercenary. So Smuggler who came from the shackles to get to the Mwangi Expanse. Fair enough. Surprising amount of boat enthusiasm among the party. I guess that's the upside of 
most of the Breach Hill bros not uh, that is true. Being surviving. from Breach Hill. Surviving. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, Jack. Oh, the music's well, She was a captain of a boat once. Yeah. Emissary. You Still were is. the captain of a boat. I was the captain. I had a captain's cabin and I stayed in it. So as you take this boat and ready to send yourself out and start rowing your way out into the lake, what is everybody doing? Raz. Raz. Raz is actually just... Row, row, row he can't see. <laughs> so he's... It just, would very quickly descend into he's, pitch black. And you he's can just see the light of cobbler back behind Giving him. instructions on everything yeah. he knows and continuously casting well, inspired events. It lasts an hour. He can't see. He's freaking out. Drink this. Drink it. You little thing. Oh. Oh, that's much better. You had this entire time. I, I, just, I don't have, I don't have a lot of the, the long ones, but I have some of the shorter ones. Recalling knowledge. All right. He's gonna no longer inspire defense and blind fear of the darkness, as he just hears the lake water and splashes of the oars on the sides. And that would be about it. As you row out from Cobbler, the sounds of the banging anvils and the daily life in the streets would fall behind you pretty quickly. And surprisingly, well, you, you may think that it would echo through the cave very effectively, uh, it almost seems to mute even more than a normal shore. Uh, those of you who've been on a boat, everybody except Bill Rossini, you've been out on one. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about players. Okay. Yeah, would have been imp probably impressed. Well, I guess P players as well would probably also be aware how far out you can go and still hear things in the shore because the sound carries across the surface of the water incredibly well. But the structure of the cave. The cobbler exists in the structure of this entire system almost seems to dampen and mute that and you're left with nearly nothing but again the creak of the wooden oars in the boat and the splash of the paddles in the water so as you're recalling knowledge hanging out in this boat which is, which is debatably large enough to comfortably fit the five of you i'm small um i'll navigate okay uh, I guess that would be seeking. I'm not really positive what navigation there is well, to be like, done at the moment. Hold a compass and pretend you know what you're doing. <laughs> I guess I'll be seeking, Let's making go. sure. Uh, we're gonna we got a solid bearing uh that way. <laughs> we're gonna call it north. It's north now. We call it north now. North is officially the direction we're going. Yes. Uh, fair uh, enough. But you can be seeking, looking out into the waters, keeping your eyes open. Can I ask you something? Sure. Sigil, can I put that on the water? No. Just throwing that out there. You cannot put your arcade mark on the water. This feels like an is water wet kind of discussion. <laughs> you cast the spell and it's sploosh. How close to a wall are we? Not. Well, I mean, I guess it depends on you. It depends on where you're going because the we would cobbler's be... walls do come kind of come in and narrow to the lakeside. The amount of... So whether you're just striking out into the depths of the lake or kind of following a wall north or south, that's entirely up to you guys. We you, I mean, you if you're navigating the reported route of the the boat we're looking for. Exactly, yeah. it would have been largely like north by northeast. Okay. Uh, so you would be a fair distance from a wall, but not far out in open waters. Kind of following at a comfortable distance out, maybe, maybe like eighty to one hundred yards off from the wall. Once you really got going. It's not like, I mean, you have a robo. It's not going to sit terribly low in the water. That's so you're fine. not really super concerned about beaching it on a sandbar or anything. Uh, Roisin. So Roisin is going to, she's going to be seeking, but she's going to be doing it a little bit differently. So it's possible that there's 
cave lake pirates, I suppose. Um, but um, if the crabs are disappearing, uh, the risk that she's thinking about this probably is something eating all the crabs. So she's going to take the fishing tackle. Um, we're going to cast light on the hook. And we're going to cast that out behind us. And just have that in the water with light on it. Probably about 20 feet down. Okay. And just be trolling that line. And she's just going to keep an eye on that. Smart. Fair enough. That's big. So you're going to be watching... Uh... This light as it goes throughout the water. And how far out are you, like, how, how far down and how far out are you losing it? So your boat's not really breaking any freaking water speedway records here. I'm sure. Road. Yeah. Um, so you... she probably let out, like, maybe, you know, 25, 30 feet of line. Hey, yeah, as you were starting to move out further from the pier, you would see that the lake does become uh, extremely deep. And while this light initially might illuminate the bottom of the lake floor, you wouldn't have to travel very far at all before it's just illuminating a kind of radiant sphere of water Perfect. underneath. Uh, even if you're letting it down 20, 30 feet below the boat. So the light has a radius of 60. I'd imagine throwing it into the water, you're not going to get that probably much probably damp that at least somewhat. Yeah, so I figured 30 feet down would be enough for me to clearly be able to see it. And yeah, then... I would say that 30 feet down, you'd definitely be able to see it, and you would be able to see this illumination that it's casting out. Right. The good news is since it is contrasted with a... Well, I imagine not completely dark environment. Someone probably cast light on themselves yeah. or a boat where you have a torch or something on the boat. Uh, but otherwise, an almost entirely dark environment. That makes it easier to see. And the water does seem to be pretty pristine. It's it's very clear. It is spectacularly clear. It turns out not having a current mole up sand and just random crap from ocean waves means that this underground uh, aquifer here is crystal. Uh, or an ecosystem based off of fucking yeah yeah i think exactly that i yeah. mean there's uh, even bits of moss that are going like i said you only saw them uh, around the uh, struts of the pier itself that's because they're not feeding on the wood uh so and even that is probably just cross-contamination of something that's just come in from their trade with the surface because mm -hmm. certainly that hasn't developed down here yeah it turns out we don't have moss you don't have yeah, you don't have plankton you have nothing that subsists on light you have extremely clear water you wouldn't be able to see as you were traveling uh, occasionally errant fish darting away from the edges of the light uh, none of which would look spectacularly interesting or out of the ordinary they would very much look like traditional fish you would see in the lake although they do seem to uh regard the light with some degree of caution and generally not too long after they're illuminated well enough for you to really make them out that far into the surface, they've turned and darted away from it. Uh, what you don't really see much of are big schools or shoals of fish. It's largely just coming through, uh, occasionally glimpsing the waters. If you want a closer look at the bottom, let me know and... Uh, It'll sink the boat? Uh, no, I can either uh, turn myself into something that can swim or, or one of you. Uh, might be useful later, but uh, I think that uh, anything that be gobbling up all the crab around here will probably be going for that first, so I imagine it'll come to us. Hmm. Severin nods as he's looking at the light, very intently following it. Sev, no. Don't dive. I didn't know he was a diver. He likes bright things. Get your chic. So, big brain number two. I can hold my breath for a really long time. I could have just tied you to the end of the line. <laughs> I got sticky hands. And I have dark vision. 
So with all those three things put together, I'm going to be seeking from the bottom of the boat. I am the sonar. <laughs> You're just sticky-handed on the bottom of the boat with your dark vision. Uh, so even for you, even we're, given the... We're rowing, and Shushi's claws come through the bottom of the boat, and we're like, oof. No, the sticky hands and the claws are separate. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's got, like, sticky, sticky... I got, like, gecko hands. It's yeah, literally It's literally called, called gecko, gecko grip. grip. Oh, yeah. it's actually called gecko So he's grip. actually got, like, sticky gecko fingers. Uh, fortunately, again, with the rowing, the ship is moving... Or the ship. I, I feel like I can't even call this... This is a boat. I can it's not a ship, it's a boat. It's I can propeller my tail. <laughs> is it... I have quick swim and a is really tail high... for headstyle no it's a, like a crocodile tail it's like a swimmy tail he does this oh so you can like yeah flap not so much propeller but like flap well, back yeah, and just forth propulsionary force okay fair enough you can help he helps i can help swaylin his booty basically pushing the boat for the water. that's pretty good <laughs> paddling his little tail fair enough while you're gecko gripping on the bottom so even with your dark vision and the clarity of the water uh a minute like within a, a minute or two of leaving the shore, you would not be able to make out the bottom of this. Uh, this lake is massively expansive. And underwater, 80 to 100 yards out from the wall, which you'd be able to make out with your dark vision from the surface, just barely. It's a little past your light. Your dark vision would just barely let you see that there is a shape there. Uh, because it turns out the lack of contrast from color, especially in an environment where everything is so similar down here, if the fact that the wall is not exactly sheer, and it's still kind of terraced, and there are errant stalagmites and stalactites visible. You might not even be able to make out the wall with the dark vision elixir, just because there's there's no basis of comparison. Uh, and it's amazing how much complete lack of color actually throws off your ability to perceive depth and direction. Underwater, you really get the perspective of how truly massive this lake is. And even all with dark vision, this has got to be a generally horrifying adventure. Just... <laughs> on a general human condition sort of level. Tiny boat, giant lake, pitch dark. Shares a room with Marshall. Well, specifically, Fair. I'm ignoring the impending doom of the open ocean slash lake slash abyss, and I'm looking for signs of a wrecked boat. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you- would... I also have a cape of I'm leaving, if That's something That's fair. Shows. You would be able to tell <laughs> Probably with relative certainty that this was probably one of the biggest boats they had at the docks. And even if the boat was a size bigger than this one, it would be almost impossible to see from the surface if it were wrecked on the bottom of the lake, unless it was caught on a shoal or a ledge. And I think it's every now and then you do see sheer bits uh, where the, it doesn't drop down quite so steeply from the wall where the floor juts out and you can see the ground and you can see uh, some amounts of strange growth at the bottom. Strange, uh, just almost motionless, but sort of scintillating, puffy objects. Not stringy like your normal sea kelp that will be growing because they're not photosynthesizing. They're more just kind of puffy, some of them as almost like ridged. Uh, looking, weirdly, would be almost like coral, though it's a completely different uh, thing itself, a completely different organism. Marshall, what are you doing? Well, <clears throat> because we had to do the math about the carrying capacity that Marshall actually has earlier. Which is not three large weapons. Sadly. Uh, Marshall's going to put Big Red down on the floor close to him to where he can access it and pull out old Slappy. He's going to be scouting for possibly anything that might catch us off guard. Time to go spearfishing. 
So as you're all traveling, you're all going vaguely out the general direction of where that boat had disappeared. Uh, you're all just looking for signs of anything, something. anything floating, anything. Now, now the difficulty is, you know, vaguely where they were headed, but I mean, this isn't exactly a high traffic nautical area. They, they don't have like a charted sea map to show you exactly the planned voyage of the SS Dingleberry. So it's... <laughs> and I'll be taking temperature checks right. as we go deeper into the water. They just kind of went that way. Uh, an amount, and since they never came back, there's really no indication of how far they did or didn't get. Uh, you would have been able to figure out a general gauge of how far fishing vessels traditionally go. And it would take you 30 minutes to an hour to get that far out into the water following the general path that this fishing vessel probably went. So, after that amount of time, quite some time out of the water, you wouldn't have noticed, Resme, anything notable about the temperature of the water itself. Uh, Trashik, Rasheen, you wouldn't have seen anything out of the ordinary. And Marshall, you would have seen absolutely no signs of any kind of threat. Hey, Raz. Yeah? Are we... <sighs> Can you see if there's anything that's changing with the way the water's heading towards us or away from us as we go in, as you're looking down? Well, there really, really, really shouldn't be any kind of current at all. I know. That's why I'm asking you to check. Because... To see if maybe something's creating waves, but smaller ones, something deep in, maybe like a really big creature. I can, I can, I can look. I don't think I'm gonna see anything, but yeah, sure, I look. I hope you don't see anything. Same. He's <laughs> a cracking. Oh. Turn, turn around and give the horse the marshal. Oh no, <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger. Boat. I'm gonna you keep an eye out for any weird. There are no bigger away. boats. So yeah, you haven't you haven't had much to recall. Uh, give me a with your knowledge recollection. Give me a nature or like it's just general. I guess you could bardic lore crabs again. I suppose mm. that's better. Tides. For a thirty-four. The thirty-four. As you're making your way out of the water over the course of this hour or so of rowing, you're trying to. Uh, There's not much to look at really. So you're trying to think of anything that could be helpful or useful. Uh, and your 34 in Bardic Lore Crab Biology uh, tells you <laughs> that you know that crabs, though they spread out over a pretty impressive area, they are like travel a lot. Crabs go on ghost adventures. They're kind of similar to a lot of river fish and that, and a lot of turtles actually, and that Large masses of crabs will generally return back to where they were born to lay their own eggs and create more crabs. So by just the natural sequence of that happening over dozens or hundreds of years, you end up with what are functionally end up spawning grounds where generations and generations and generations of crabs that have just been successful and expanded have continued coming back to. Uh, and if you're looking to follow after the like the, the, the loss of the crabs in particular, trying to track down a spawning ground 
would be definitely like the highest density of crab traffic area <laughs> you could try to find. But that would require some nature or possibly survival knowledge to do. Mm. Knowing about it isn't necessarily going to help you find yeah. it. Well, I, I think our best course of action is to be find the spawning grounds the, where all the crabs go back to lay their eggs and stuff. Um, that makes sense. I can, I have a, a little uh, bit of on-hand knowledge on how to do it, but I haven't practiced it in like I'm, eight years. I'm a fairly good tracker myself. I uh, spent a lot of time with the druids, not specifically a ton of it on the water, but I mean, I know something well, about crabs. Here's a, I'm just gonna pull out a piece of paper and it's like, yeah, this one, actually, perfect. It has all the, the, the notes and tracks you look for when you're looking for crab spawning grounds. Thanks. Anything surface level, anything floating, anything mm. at all. That. That's very helpful, Raz. Thank you. Oh, that's a good reminder. I forgot. Did, um, did you want any assistance with that? Uh, sure. Um, Squid, when I am looking uh, down at the water uh, as we're going, do I see anything coming toward the boat as well as the wake we're creating? Something to tell me that something else might be moving through the water um, under us or around us a short amount in the distance? No. Okay. Um, in that case... Uh, That'd be something I would just tell you about is, or at least ask for perception checks from the Seekers where... Oh, right. Sorry. I forgot about the Kraken. <laughs> uh, then in that case, I'm going to help Raz figure that out. Um, look for a likely place for a spawning ground. Okay. Uh, so, Alex, you want to make me a nature or a survival check? Uh, I will do... And all, you can all hear this conversation. You're crammed into a boat together, which can really only comfortably see four people. Can I assist There's only four nature? people. Survival. Are you doing survival? Yeah. I was gonna do survival because I'm You'd trying to, to find something. You have to assist with survival. I you could attempt I've... to find it via nature because she's trying to like look for signs. Uh, when you're over the shelf near the edge, uh, close to the edge of the lake, when yeah. the shelves are higher and you can see the bottom, something with crab spawning grounds near nearby, uh, where you would just be using more of your knowledge of where these tend to form and how that might function in a cave system like this. So you're like you're doing two different things. Okay. But you can both try independently if you want. Um, Raz is going to, since he gave her the note, he's going to, if Rasheen's going to try to use his, her knowledge of nature, Raz is going to assist someone. Well, it's, uh, well, okay, so we'll get the survival yeah. first then while you're still looking and you're still scouting. That's, That's either a... great or bad. Is that bad. a one or a 20? That is a 20. That's a 20. <laughs> I know that little thing on Colby's dice. I can't tell from the distance which text it is. Mayday. Oh, North Dead. Maymay's 20, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because this is roll better on one. Okay. I'm pretty sure that was... that. that it looked like Maymay to me. It's tiny, but that's what it looks like. So what's your... What do you got? Uh, So if that's a 20, then that's a 37. So from where you actually are, an hour out into the water, you can see pretty clear signs of the fungal growths at the bottom of the lake and even the movement of some errant crabs coming through but the, this does seem to be a relatively oh, to the eye traffic area it makes sense as the direction the fishermen went when they last went on the lake uh it would be logical that fishermen that have spent their life doing this probably know vaguely where the spawning grounds are and you don't seem to be terribly far from one 
Uh, you're pretty sure if you focus on that and keep looking that you were relatively confident that you could guide the ship closer. Uh, so give me your assistance in the nature first. I'm helping. Total of an 18. You're not helping. I'm helping. You're helping in spirit. You're there for the moral support. Hey. Uh, that's going to be a 36 with, with a, a 19 on the die. With a 36. What are these solid pools out here? With a 36 on your nature check. Uh, just seeing uh, the makeup of what is below, what is like 100 feet below you at this point near the bottom of the lake. It does look a lot like the kind of ecosystem, the kind of environment that would be conducive to a long-term spawning ground forming. So between the two of you, uh, you don't both need to continue working to navigate the ship, but if one of you does, you're both fairly You can lead yourselves to a blue crab spawning area. Oh, perfect. Um, I could go back to watch on the line if you wanted to. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I think I got, I got a good handle on this, and, uh, and it looks like we're in the right spot for it. And I, I don't know. Suddenly, I've got this craving for seafood. Well, it's because it's delicious. That's why. You slather it in butter. That's the trick. Extra. I was saving this for well, later. It's going to be cold by now. Oh, the butter's all congealed. <laughs> this is goopy. Look, beggars can't be choosers. Fair enough. Besides, I could always. Her a little light comes out of her fingers. Fire. Ball. You're going to try to cook it with a, with magic, are you? I could. No, I think what you could do is burn the outside to a crisp, and the inside will still be raw. You know, one of the listed like explicit things prestidigitation can do, prestidigitation can do is heat or chill something. Yeah, you can that's what I'm gonna use do. Prestidigitation is the world's crappiest microwave. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> like the best, like slapping best chicken until you cook it. <laughs> I am warming up. <laughs> it's better than that. <laughs> Worse than an actual microwave. Okay. It's more am, like going. I'm gonna warm up <laughs> my lobster roll. <laughs> So, so at about that time, my goggles would be turning off. Okay. So as you lose your dark vision. Uh, coming out and asking Resume, hey, perhaps you have more of those <laughs> Lizard portions. head comes up the side of the boat. Uh, sure. I, these only last an hour, though, so be careful. It is fine. <laughs> as his tail... Goes to paddle, and I imagine Marshall on probably on oars duty I'm here. I'm the engine. Um, reorients the ship a little ways. I can't see. <laughs> Your, yeah, yours would have run out. I'll give him another one. I made just, I made twelve of them today because I, I knew we were coming out here. That doesn't need to do anything. Shall we? Dwarf. Dwarven. The dwarven environment is good for the dwarf. Dwarven privilege. That's what you got here, right there. <laughs> You guys would paddle around. It would take maybe another 10 minutes or so to come across to... Well, you, well, it's further out in the lake. The lake bed is much lower down. Uh, even lowering the hook on your fishing line down out to 40 or 50 feet down, you still can't clearly see the bottom. You can see plenty of other signs because this crab spawn... Like, it's an ecosystem. And this crab spawning ground, the existence of them being there does tends to cause a lot of other changes in the life that comes around various fish and other organisms that come through and with your i honestly forgot which one of you was leading now uh, with you tracking and, and following the signs of what you can see you're fairly confident you're above one that said it does appear to be extremely down and there's um, no real telling of how deep this lake actually is 
Should I go down there and take a closer look? I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily a good idea. I don't know if it's chic. I just tap, got my name. I just tap on the bottom of the boat. Just come right back up the side. Yes. You want to dive? How deep would you like me to go? As far as you can go. Feel comfortable with. Till you find the uh, the, the breeding ground. Give me a moment. And uh, <laughs> sink back down. And you'll hear the boat will rock a little bit as you hear me kick off. And just start swimming down. So do you have a swim speed? I don't, but I have quick swim. Okay. So quick swim. Move what twice as it lets it adds an additional amount to my swim speed, which I believe you can only go up to half of your speed. Good news! I can just look. I at know the... this one's CRB. Now you know what I actually really like the fact that I do not have a computer in front of me anymore, because I feel like this is part of the tabletop. Trying to look up a feat real quick. I also but you can also pull it up on your phone because it's faster. I also yeah, feel like as you're talking about crab and like it's natural it. biology, you should be talking in a British accent. I do uh, also have it actually. I got to it real fast. So it is five feet further, ten feet, uh, five feet further when you succeeded a swim check, and ten feet further when you critically succeeded in a swim check. It will give you a swim speed if you get the legendary in athletics. That's the point. But uh, for the for now, functionally you are usually moving. About, what's your, your land speed? 25? 30. 30? I fleet. Then I think you're moving 15 mm-hmm. on, a su- on a success underwater normally. So I you move 20 moving, or yeah, 20 25 if I critically succeed. Right. So that gives you a, a bit of extra speed. Uh, and the lake, again, is incredibly still, so you're not going to have to like actually make swim checks. You're just basically automatically succeeding at this point. I have a 20 to my uh, athletics. I mean... Crit- critically su- if, if you're trying to get down there very fast because like critically succeeding swimming is like swimming as fast as possible it's like sprinting so i mean like if you're trying to get down there you could be doing that i mean you would absolutely in still water with a 20 athletics would be able to just consistently critically succeed if you so choose there's not like any duress or anything you're just diving yeah fair i'll just normal 20 foot go on down Start. that's really fast by the way that, yeah 20 that's 60 feet every six seconds actions oh yeah i guess you could do the action three times that is true i mean it's like i a, move at a swim speed i mean that's of like 10, 10 feet, feet a second, second. that's like a fast. that's like a brisk walk yeah that's that yeah that is that that does seem a lot fast i feel like when you say the numbers like that but yeah it's not that fast i feel like it's medium fast especially given you have uh you can even roll a bunch of dice and if he rolls a one he drowns <laughs> I can hold my breath for 25 minutes. It's a one on a die, man. There's nothing you can do about it. Actually, longer than It's like dying in a cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> Look, and me, deep me, below the waves. I failed my dice. A marmoset. Five. <laughs> five. Oh, you actually only move 15 feet on a success. It's actually only 10 feet for normal speed. You'd have to be speed 40 before you get okay. an additional speed. So it's still go, 45. I win. Yeah, so you go 15 feet no, on I normal came up success. With Raz Rattenborough. And if you were going the fast, you would go... 25 feet. Okay. So you could swim quite fast. So I actually didn't change, but the other, but the normal speed is, is 15. So yeah, 45 feet in six seconds. That's more, more understandable for feet. Someone could take it level one and not just like every character is Michael Phelps. So yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. So that's still 45 feet. You do have the tail paddle, by the yeah. way. So I mean, you can still go real quick. Like you probably don't even, I imagine that your weird little lizard they're fingers... They're just at my sides. Yeah, they're probably not conducive to swimming the terribly doing well. all the work. Because lizard hands are just like a series of tiny sticks. Like, you don't actually move very much water. You, you, yeah, you, so, so 
paddling your way I have the down grip. there. I'll grab the water and pull myself to go faster. <laughs> right, wait, wait, will you will you will you be able to make an athletics check to grapple the water? No. Will you be able but, to stay on the boat uh, if you're going so fast? That's, that's appropriate. A, is that's a one? If you want the entire, you could bring the whole party with you. You could just hold on to the boat with your the bet your gecko back feet, wrong. and you could just bring it. Look at the spot. Like the magic school bus. Because <laughs> 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 we all drown. So as you start to swim down, it is going to take you a, a little while, and and ever up in the boat, up that with the light. Now that you're at a standstill, you still have the, the lit hook in the water at the end of the thing. Uh, you would be able to see Trishik making his way down relatively slowly. I'll just grab the light and bring it with me so they know where I am. What only goes out so far? It's not like it, they don't have like deep sea fishing line here, so it is going. Would they have a line that would go to the bottom of the lake? Yeah, normal fishing reels like a decent. Normally, fi normal fishing this way, uh, coming out here, is large coils of rope and crab pots. Okay. Ah. Uh, the fishing is like a fishing, traditional fishing, this they would be like doing a lot closer. Fishing. That probably are, not that, but that would like, be a, all of it's a lot close to the actual piers. These, these fishing rods aren't meant to really be catching stuff this far out. It's extension, so they at least see part of the way I went. But as you go down, uh, swimming down towards the bottom with your dark vision, eventually the bed would start to come into view pretty far out in the distance. Because uh, again, it's very clear, and you do have dark vision. You can see that's maybe about a hundred and fifty feet below the surface of the actual lake where you currently are and you can see that I'll around get there in like 30 seconds you can you can see it around about 75 feet or so down uh at that point while you are a very large lizard who is moving through the water uh, all other local wildlife and fish have scattered out because there is a giant lizard man swimming down to the water and they're not interested in that uh, but you can see that the floor is much more dense with an amalgamation of various growths of strange bulbous and ridged funguses. Uh, the floor is also very far from smooth and seems to have a surprisingly craggy appearance with a lot of various clefts and holes almost giving way into an, uh, like a microcosmic cave system across the bottom of the lake itself. Exactly the blue crabs would be all about laying eggs in, and this does seem... And you can, in fact, see quite a few of them scattered around. It's not like you go down there and the entire seafloor is crabs, but as your eyes kind of adjust to the depth and the distance, you can see bits of movement and crabs just walking around doing their crab business. Probably still uh, work. Or so to just protect my eyes. Also, oh yeah, I guess, yeah, you could use the goggles as goggles. They don't have to be dark fishing goggles. They can be goggles of regular. They do give me a plus one to perception. Oh, they, they still do cool stuff, even when you don't have the dark vision powers. They're froggles. Uh, but, Debbie, as you see that down about 75, uh, well, you're 75 feet down, so it's maybe uh, another 75 feet below you, so you're like halfway down at the bottom. How's, the, how's he, how's he doing can, with the pressure? Ears are popping off. Lizard magic. Yeah, he's like good. a little, little, little lizard in your holes. He's chilling. He doesn't have human eardrums. No, there's no pressure in there. He just closes Heads his empty. ear slits. Oh, okay. Oh that works. What? Nothing. Don't think about it. There's no Bernoulli's principle in Pathfinder. You're good. He's Raz Rattenborough. He knows these things. How's your chic with the weather over there? <laughs> Wet. You can see uh, also out to the side. Um, those of you on the surface would not immediately be able to see it. 
but you can see a large movement out to the east of you, maybe 50 or so feet out. Uh, something much larger than your boat. Resme is immediately told of location of item through telepathic walkie-talkie. Resme and, uh, immediately comes back with, there's something very large and, and scary and shadowy out there. Please come back up. And it would not be more than a second or two after that uh, when the rest of you would be able to see, like, at the very edge, even a little beyond the light, just for the sheer size of whatever this is, something moving just out of view towards Trishik as he whips around and starts paddling his tail <laughs> the other direction, I imagine, to work his way back up. Invisible, not moving. Can you do it again? I had three times. Oh. Well, he immediately reaching to turn himself invisible. I, as, don't, I don't reach. It's an immediate... Oh, it's a thought thing, right? Yep. You actually just... It's an envision that you do. It's coming for me. Turning invisible, hiding in place. And right as you go to do that, you can see a huge head that looks vaguely fish-like. Uh, it's scaled, a dull orange up on the top half and near white around the bottom of the jaw. But this head itself, looking like its maw, could open clearly and just eat your entire boat with no actual problem whatsoever. Uh, and in fact, it's not even fully closed as it's coming out from the edge of the light towards Trishik. Its mouth is already hanging a ways open as it cuts slithering back and forth through the water. Gigantic curved fang-like teeth tracing around the inside of its mouth. And a finned ridge running down the back of its head and seemingly down the back of the body that still twists away off into the darkness. Who knows how far back behind. I think we should take a break. <laughs> I think we should take a break real quick, like. And then when we come back... I'm hiding underwater from a giant fish thing. It'll be fine. Theoretically, would this thing you think be willing to become a guppy? Probably not probably perfectly happy being the giant lake monster that it is. It's another beta. It's a aquatic beta. Uh. Just saying, I could shrink it. So, everyone, we're going to take our midstream break here real quick. <laughs> Feel free to refill your drinks, grab some snacks. <laughs> Don't go too far. Because when we come back, there is uh, there is a thing in the water here. It's, hmm. the, it's the goldfish, the dwarf magus guy flushed a few years ago. <laughs> he was practicing on this thing, all of his alchemy and magic and something went horribly wrong. And it's not happy about it. No. All. And it's not going to be the Archmage that suffers. It's going to be gonna us. It's going to be you guys. Oh. That, 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 that is canon now. I am ready. I'll be right back, everybody. As we left off, Krishik, I believe was approximately 75 feet underwater. And uh, you can actually denote that on Foundry, by the way. If you right-click on Trishik, there's a thing in the top left you can set to minus 75. That's like an elevation thing. It's uh, going to be my health in a second. Thing. <laughs> oh, is it already there? Oh, I can barely see it because it's over the top of Roshin's token. I see. I ah, see. It is in the water. Yeah, just put me off to the side. Yeah, drop this man in the water. 
Because as we left off, you had seen a creature approaching. And this thing is truly gargantuan. Oh. Actual gargantuan. It doesn't look exactly like this. This is just the, uh, I want these numbers. It looks vaguely like this. Mm-hmm. But ah. as I said, it's more of kind of almost a bleached dark orange on the top and pale underneath. Oh, that's you pop that up on beautiful. the so oh there's there you go there you go giant circle giant circle of I like uh, the highlights very uh, angry all right. uh, Marshall turn the boat around let's oh. get out of here that's what I was looking for hello pretty baby uh-uh. now remember that thing's large enough I would fit in its mouth easily that thing's large enough the boat would fit in its mouth easily uh, and as this thing starts to shoot out, accelerating as it approaches Trishik as he goes to turn invisible from the darkness. You can see off to your right, more to the south of you, the second massive shape out in the water. Oh, it has a wife. And I'm definitely going to need you guys to roll me some initiative. Malachite, carry me to victory. Always. Definitely going to roll some initiative. Big numbers. Uh, I mean, you could go. Ooh, big numbers. Big numbers. Like, nothing <laughs> constraining you. Just be like, if you could stand like wide stance on the boat. That's a. I'm gonna, that's a if I'm, that's allowed, I'll do it. That's that's why I asked first. I'm gonna re-roll my uh, stealth. Oh, okay. Did she give a hero point? And yeah, you, could, you were. You were uh, going invisible. Yeah, you're not actually gonna be able to roll stealth for initiative immediately because you weren't hiding when it showed up. So you are actually going to need to roll perception. Okay. You are trying to hide immediately as it appears, but I think it's going to be perception from everybody. Well, regardless, one. I'd be re-rolling because that was a two. Fair enough. So, so now, uh, Raz, you were recalling knowledge as this started. Yes. What is your uh, nature slash bardic lore? Um, more giant scary sea serpents would be an 18. <laughs> 18, you say. There's two. So what you can see here would definitely not be a specific creature that you are familiar with at all. Your uh, dwarven lake biology is a little lacking. Um, But the size of the thing seems to imply that as this lake goes further out, it gets absolutely, like, inconceivably massive because this thing looks like it is well over 100 feet long. It does, however, look kind of similar to the woe of all overseas traders, the thing of myths and <laughs> legends that is, you know, merchant boat, sea serpent, launch. Uh, and you would know that these sea serpents, in addition to <laughs> seemingly being nearly impossible to detect before they strike, not just that they are uncannily sneaky, but that Sailors have even attempted to bring, like, wizards and diviners out on the ships to ensure that if there are any colossal sea monsters coming, they would know. And a lot of the times this works. But inexplicably, it simply doesn't for many of these oceanic sea serpents. You also know that they, uh, they use some organs around the, their neck behind their head for ballast to keep their head steady because they got the fins for the rest of their body, but nothing for their head. And that frequently, if these are anything like the ocean counterpart, those ballast organs can be unloaded 
in an instant before an incredibly dangerous pressurized spray of water at a considerable distance. Which is more... I mean, it's, it, it hits hard enough to be damaging. It'll blow holes in ships, but it also uh, takes people off of ships to where you don't want to be. The wet place with the giant snake. All right, so... Rasheen, what do you got? All right, so Rasheen has a 23 because she's staring at that line and nothing's eaten it yet, so she's still going in the other react. direction. Yeah. Uh, Marshall. 32. 32's pretty all right. Let's see resume. Uh, I got a 19, so that's going to be a 40. Pretty good. Raz. I got a 20, so that's going to be a 42. Natural 20. Sheer panic setting in. Sheer panic. Sheer chic. 31. Uh, Marshall got 32? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so we're going to do this, and then I'm going to see what we get. I'm happy. We see what we're going to get for snack. I mean, I rolled a 10. It's not bad. Snack the first is going to be coming in. What did you get, Rasheen? Uh, Rasheen got a 23. 24. Oh. That's the distant snack to the south. And snack the second... It's coming in with a 32. What did you get? 31. 31. You got 32? I got 32. Right in here. So if you want to arrange yourselves uh, around on the board, the map here, you got this nice little extended uh, thing-moving implement. <laughs> I guess I don't need it, but I need We could also move that screen closer. It doesn't need to be this, this far away from you. It isn't it's really entirely up to you where you want that screen to be. Do Four people on a boat. Yep. One lizard, very wishing he was in a boat. Raz, state of blind panic, information racing through his mind. You're up first. Um, as he's reciting that, he's interspersing words for a spell. Um, Valaria Kilas. He casts Wall of Force, but instead of a wall, it is a plane across the water. Okay. So that way there is standing room for everyone to be not on the boat. All right. And how big are you making this Wall of Force? Um, so it's normally 20 feet. Tall, so it's going to be 20 feet wide and it's going to keep going until it stops. How long can you make it? 50 feet. 50 feet. So you got like a 20 by 50 strip Yep. Uh, underneath the boat because it can't pierce through the boat. So it's got to be a little under the boat. Yep. So it's going to be like knee deep in the water. Uh, and you would cast this spell. The rest of the party seeing a slight flash underneath the boat. You can, stand, you can stand in the water. Right. He's shaking. He's literally. <laughs> um. And I believe this is your entire round. Yes. Resume. How far apart do they look? Uh, they're probably maybe 30, 30 40 feet across, uh, apart from each other because they're coming in one sort of southeast and one more much from the south. They're still at a decent distance from the ship. Do we have minis? They, you see, here's the thing about gargantuan creatures. No. Okay. <laughs> um, they are, they're very big. Resme uh, is going to cast out. These are some of the most terrifying things she's ever seen in her entire life. Uh, so she's These going are... to cast out, and from the water, lightning is going to arc, but a huge chain of lightning, not her little electric arc lightning. Ventus Fulmina will echo throughout the cave, and that's chain lightning. Okie dokie. So they're going to make me some reflex saves. So Snack the First is going to make a reflex save. Uh, he's going to get a 40 even. Uh, that is just going to regular fail. 60. Right, huh? It'll regular 60. There's no way right. that fails. He got a 40. A 40? 40. Oh. 40. What do you mean? 
You got up. Oh yeah, he's got a regular succeed right now. Yeah, I was like, there's literally no way you're shaking with fear. Regular succeed. Actual fear. Second snick. Coming in with a. It's gonna be a twenty-six. That's a lot worse. Uh, that is going to fail. Um, so they are going to take. 8d12. Uh, so one of them will take all of it. Big Zappo. That's right. Sorry. I'm not sure what the other d12 I think it's right down health So I guess I'll just roll four and double it. And for the one that got half, he'll just take the four. Okay. Plus 11 is going to be 32, and then 64 for the other one. Right, Electric so the, damage. Yeah, the snake down to southeast, taking 32, 64 to the southernmost snake. And you see this <laughs> lightning crackle through the water. Uh, far more conductive than the simple areas. Jumping the great distance between these things and racking, uh, shooting out some of these vestiges of electricity, zapping against the first as it kind of rides away from this, as it bolts down and shoots down the body. Uh, illuminating for a moment the sh- sheer actual size of this creature that is largely still out of the light and out of view. This flash of light ripping off well over 100 feet into the distance. This thing's massive body flickers with electricity. And then I'm going to throw up a shield, a very panicky one. Fair enough. Oh, I didn't move Electric these. That's um, And that first snake, very upset as he, he twists away from the worst of this, is going to shoot forwards towards Trishik. Uh, and he seems to be able to close the distance from the edge of the light to Trishik in near an instant, like a praying mantis just snapping out. This thing's head juts the rest of the distance almost instantaneously. As uh, And as Trishik flashes out of view, this thing's still going to take a bite towards him. I wouldn't have been able to use it yet. No, not yet. And uh, as he moves, as uh, as he moves, this lightning kind of racking around, his head pivots off to the side to more appropriately fit the lizard that he is coming towards here. Uh, I'm gonna drop a villain point into that one. <laughs> and this this thing, just for clarity's sake, uh, the bulk of the thing is still what seems to be twenty feet away from you. It just pulls out its neck and bites and as it reaches out with its fangs, it almost recoils back, striking like a snake on land. For a 42. Well, that is a crit. Eagle Uh And as this thing's mouth just comes out and closes, you see Trishik almost entirely disappear inside the thing's maw. Uh, and very, we may look at first like this is perhaps better for you because you go past all of the giant pointy teeth. But the inside seems to be kind of surprisingly shark-like. These teeth extend back, uh, the roof of its mouth ringed with successive rows of receding, piercing daggers of fangs that are absolutely going to rip through you very effectively. Very effectively. Four... 58 points of piercing damage. Yep. I was actually expecting worse. It was actually kind of a lowish row roll. 
So you're all right. It, it's still pretty bad. You are. Uh, do I need? To, do you need? Do you need to be told you grabbed? No. <laughs> if you like a card that says you grabbed, there you go, buddy. And as you Don't get pulled swallowed in, or grabbed. Gra grab. For now, um, because it it does have to kind of get its mouth down and uh, kind of secure, and that is going to. As it pulls back, rip Trishik back away from the boat, 20 feet out, closer to the creature itself. Uh, and that will bring us to Marshall. Uh, 20 foot reach. All right. 20 so, foot yeah. reach. 20 foot reach and grab. It's like... You know what else has 20 foot reach? Is it a giant Marshall? It's going to be Mega Marshall. So first, I have to hop off the boat and go a little bit towards the top right corner of the wall, of course, I think. Right? So that's my first act action is to move. And then... Boom. That's dwarfing time! And Marshall gets real big. Oh. Outside of the boat, Marshall gets real I'm big. I'm so glad I made the... Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it can support his weight. Whew. Magic is wonderful. Magic is magic. Keep in mind, Marshall is already pretty heavy, dude. <laughs> oh, and now you're an incredibly heavy dude. But as you grow into this massive creature, still absolutely dwarfed by the size of these shapes far beneath the water. Okay. Yeah, dwarfed. Alright, so bonus HP. And then we got one action left. Uh do what I do best. Get old Slappy and give him a smack for trying to eat my lizard. Twenty feet reach is absolutely not even close to reaching these creatures. I am seventy five feet. They are eight. about seventy to ninety feet beneath the water. Oh they're below. Uh in that case, I have one action left. Okay. Want to grow. Uh it's probably going to see me because it's obviously staring at the. Small... You also got light on your boat, so like it's yeah. your boat is very visible. I'm gonna try and make eye contact with the one that tried to eat Trushik, and I'm gonna scream at it. Okay, well he's underwater and definitely too far away to intimidate. You can send a message, although he is uh. Gonna get ya, uh, Trushik. Well, I kind of can't leave until I get out of its mouth. You're sort of stuck in its mouth. But also just. Go deeper. What? <laughs> it's easier to cut your way out than try and get out through the teeth. Is that? Is, is that how that works? Is it? For for me. Is. I don't. I don't I'm gonna try and break. Know. I'm gonna try and break free of the mouth. Okay. Now the thing you almost have an advantage that the thing is so big that uh, <laughs> even when its mouth closed, its teeth have enough space between them that you don't have to like punch your way out of a jaw cage there's actually space for you to fit through if you can force it well let's try and force it and i guess unarmed attack to break free okay versus his uh, athletics dc well that's a 10 on the die so just sounds savage you know i have him for a reason oh, oh. feeling lucky oh this always works out so you well. You get a near you. average and a hero point. It. Let's see where we go. Let's see where we end up here. Nowhere to go. Hey. Nineteen. Much better. Much oh, better. money. I had faith. So that is a forty-two. A forty-two is it's going to be <laughs> able to uh, right as it three. bites. Yeah, you, you're a slippery little boy, able to slip through and back outside turns, of the thing's mouth. Turns out he just has a tooth gap in the front. Like it's, it's just a regular, it. it's just like the amount of space between our teeth multiplied to a mouth the size of a house 
That's lizard. That's a person-sized amount of space within the teeth. This is what he gets for not getting braces when he was a small lizard and his so, mother told him to. Yeah. But you can see clearly with a spray of dark blood through the water, she ripped pretty well, but making his way out of the mouth somehow. With how big this thing is, can I mount it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would let you attempt to grapple it with athletics. And as you if you succeed, instead of restraining it, you will just go along with exactly. it. Exactly. I will let you do it that. It can't bite me if I'm attached to the side of its face. The age-old Pathfinder question, <laughs> can I ride it? <laughs> well, I will certainly give that a try. All right, give me, a, give me an athletics check again. Minus five, because it's second attack. Use those sticky fingers. Well, you know. <laughs> Use those sticky I fingers. I have these for a reason. In all fairness, he did let like me eat those So fight. we're going to go with purple. Much yeah. better. Happy. And uh, I'm just going to go on ahead and cling to this thing's cheek. Give it a little smooch. Better. So. It's like a 10 with a minus 5, but you know, yeah. it's still on there. So. 33. The 33 is this thing is whipping through the water. Uh, it seems to be quite mobile, and it's repositioning itself to face almost uh, upwards now. It seems like not even necessarily noticing that you fell out of its mouth. Uh, but as it's moving around, what are just small repositioning movements that it are taking it feet and yards underwater, and you're not able to get a good hold of it? That's going to fail. I'm tempted to try again. Minus 10. I mean, 20s. Invisible like, is a free action, right? Hmm? Invisible is a free action for you, right? No. Definitely an action to envision. Uh, Definitely. Might be two actions, even. I'm not it's sure. just one. That's just one. It's like my feature. Because I basically just, I think I don't want to be seen yeah. anymore. Please, no. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, why not? I'll try and grab on. He's I'm reaching. along for the He's reaching for it. He's doing his best. And while you roll here, Raz, another yeah. hero, three or you No two? success. Oh, well, you spent one, right? Hero ah. one. Here's another one for you, Raz, for making an arena. Every Your wisdom yeah. results in hero points. I got a 19. 19 is definitely oh, yeah. going to grab the snake. Uh, the important part is I'm not in its mouth. You are currently not in its mouth. That is accurate. So the second of the serpents, uh, down like 90 feet below the water, is going to turn, seeing the shape of, uh, seeing the other one just go, just kind of eat Trashik. It's going to turn its attention towards the boat. And uh, as it turns and pivots and shoots upward, it extends this fin that's leading down its spine, uh, reaching it out. And you can see that the fin is actually ridged with barbs at the end of each little growth. Uh, and as it extends that, you can also see more barbs just kind of puffing out along its body. Uh, as it slithers up, darting towards the boat before you hear a massive crack <laughs> that thunks against the wall of force. Woo! And, uh... Like it, a hello? Wow. Um, Get rocked, nerd. It's underneath the wall of force. You know, it's big enough that, yeah, you'd be able to take a swing at it next to the wall of force. Absolutely. Because I was like, I... <laughs> Teeth just go scattering. All right, old Slappy, do your yeah. job. Squid. Uh, that's a 30. Uh, 30 as you swing down, your axe is going to 
smack uh, through the water and skate across the barbs and it's extended. Uh, it's That's not going to land. Okay. Uh, but it is going to just kind of slam into this wall of force. It's going to slam into this wall of force. Bonk. <clears throat> A wall of force is, is pretty hard, but it is not it's infinitely so. Hardness 30, right? Hardness 30. Hardness 30. Exactly 30. So is it... Wow. Does not break. Wow. It's like a bird flying into the window. Well, I wouldn't even break. I would just be doing damage. Yeah. Yeah. So it just... Boom! And a wash of water shoots up on either side of the wall of force. It's like someone it slams its head up into this. Did you see that? <laughs> oh my god. What an idiot. Galarian aquariums are like? Yes. Rasheen. I'm so terrified. I think I'm going to pee myself. Oh, are you kidding me? I'm not scared anymore. That was hilarious. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Sorry. <laughs> Kool-Aid man. <laughs> Kool-Aid man in a real world. Just crack. Inanambansia. And uh, she's going to channel energy in and, again, kind of grow about a head taller in that sort of scarlet Lady Liberty toga dress and kind of appear on her, um, which gives me significantly better AC than, like, the clothing I was wearing. You before. don't have your armor on. I don't have the armor on right now. It's a beach episode. You can't have the armor. <laughs> I got the hat. And the beach is full of angry snakes. Yeah, and yeah, angry snakes Glor for mechanical purposes, purposes. Consider me Glarian. to be in a speedo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> an enchanted speedo. Better him than me. Just Plus like. one speedo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and uh, with a, a single action uh, quickened cast, Unfamedige uh, and uh, Squirling Scars will appear around her uh, as some extra defense. Raz. Oh, Raz. Wall Force did good. Hit bonk. We go bonk. Put them uh, in a not box really having things. a clear indication of how to fight giant serpents. He goes, good job, team. We're doing great here. I want y'all to keep up the good work. Um, today, we're going to learn how to successfully Murderize two giant sea serpents, lake serpents, thing serpents. He's going to um, multi composition. I forget. Holy crap! Everything just left my mind. He's inspiring courage and inspiring defense. Okay. Oh, nice. Inspired. Go okay. so, team. Yeah, you guys are doing great. Right. Just pass that down to the people who need to remember it. I don't, I don't currently get it. One? Oh, you're, you're too far like, away. Yeah, you're like 75 feet underwater still. 60 foot range. So just get close. All right, Resme. Um, Resme will realize that this is a beach episode, and what is she doing? And will um kind of take off the robe that she was wearing, but before they get to see her in her bikini, she'll blur. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> Self-censorship. I give, love to see it. To give herself... Family-friendly Paizo entertainment. To Glamour. give herself concealment. Okay. And then um, she will uh, throw up a shield again. <laughs> these things are terrifying. So fine. we have great. a snack very underwater that has uh, actually failed to keep Jashik in its mouth. And as you try to kind of grab and reach at it, it's I sort also of... failed. Yeah, you also <laughs> failed to grab it. Uh, and it's going to kind of coil around 
Uh, almost blocking out the light coming down from up above, leaving just you in this black and white underwater battle here as it wraps its head back around to strike down once more. Still try to get back in my belly. Nimble dodge. Yeah. Math, math, math. It's going to be a 34 to hit you. It hits. Does not crit. Regular hit. That's what I was going for. <laughs> nimble dodge, dude. Nimble dodge stuff. Uh, and that is going to hit you for 28 points of piercing damage. And as it once again grabs on, you are going to feel a great amount of pressure uh, as a monumental amount of water is just inhaled by this serpent. As it doesn't just consume you, it opens its mouth, closes, and then sucks down to swallow the hundreds of gallons of water that it's trapped inside of its maw. Uh, and... This is uh, against your fort DC, because it is a grapple. I found out, bonus to party, uh, swallow hole, unlike grab, is not act automatic. They do actually have to make an athletics check. Nice. Which will almost oh, no, always giant be monster. at a minus five, because they already attacked. Oh, yeah, I don't I'll think take that's going to matter. Probably much. not. But it, I do have the roll for it, at least. Can I interest you in a minus five? 37. <laughs> he doesn't crit. I don't know if it matters, but he does regular succeed. And uh, with that, uh, Trishik's dream of swimming back out the mouth is going to be, uh, is going to disappear into the darkness as, well, you promised to go deeper within. Uh, you have achieved deeper within as you disappear down the gullet of this thing. Is it the southernmost one? That's It's the one, you know? yeah, at 80 feet down. So gotcha. it hasn't come up. It's actually using all three of its actions to do this. Uh, you are going to take an additional 19 points of bludgeoning damage as you are swallowed. And Marshall, it is your turn. So there's one that's like 80 feet down that I definitely can't reach, but the other one that bonked itself in the wall of course is still somewhat close to me. It has bonked, and there is enough of this thing's giant mass around that you can just kind of swipe in its general direction with your uh, with big uh, slappy. With old slappy, I'm gonna give him a slap. And I'm going to gladly refocus <laughs> my grip on old slappy so I can do better. You gotta, st like... it's, you gotta stab, it's a harpoon. This is fishing. You gotta oh, stab yeah, I'm with sorry. it. Hold on, I gotta stroke here. There she blows. <laughs> the white whale! Much better. And it's a plus one because of the inspire, right? Yes. Yep. yes. So that's a 19 on the die plus my 22. Ooh. 41. 41 will hit. And that's a. That's you're keen. No, you're not keen on that one. Nope, it's dang it. Uh, keen well, that was an red. 18, anyways. It was an 18 plus one from. Oh, you know, it's gotta be a natural. So, yeah, you said 19 on the die, so I thought you rolled yeah, yeah, 19. Yeah, okay. Good. So it hits normally though. It's still dude. It's still 2d10 plus 17. It's a good hit, and this is the one that took a whole lot of lightning too. So he's not feeling super great. Uh, that is going to be. So that is 30. No, yeah, 31. 31. 31. Don't forget the plus one to uh, damage. Oh, I'm sorry. 32, 32 points of damage. 32 points of damage as he, I've... you know, does the whole stabby thing. With, so between uh, this thing taking this blast of lightning and you skewering it with your halberd, uh, you've mounted what would be an absolutely crippling amount of damage on a normal person. But again, like much like the purple worm, this thing just seems like it is so large that this damage is almost superficial to it. It's clear that you've done all of this damage. Like, you can see the massive ragged hole where your halberd pierced through its hide, <laughs> but it's... 
There's so much snake, it's like a paper cut to this. Is that, oh, that is... I just realized I did math wrong on that, but that's okay. Uh, well, gonna attempt to stab it again. Find it as five. Hey, that works. works. Not how the tower is supposed to work, but it does function. I'm gonna regrip and do it again. <laughs> we're not playing this game. I'm gonna fish, damn it. Natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> it always pays off. Dude, he's on a boat. He went fishing. Did you think this wouldn't I wish, work? I wish I could quote Moby Dick right now. Uh, And there's a six and a nine on the die. You want me to add that for you? So that's 15 plus 17. So that's 32 plus the one. So that's 33 times two. You didn't re-roll a four, did you? 66. No, it was a six. Okay, because that was about to be 42069. Stop! <laughs> 66. It was one number Points off. of damage. And, and uh, what's this weapon specialization for Albert? I have literally no idea. No, five, five foot. Feet. Oh, five yeah, foot you foot. can move him five feet. Any you, direction you want. I'm you. going to pull him closer. Bonk okay. Bonk. <laughs> you can't really super bonk, do that. Bonk, bonk, so bonk. Just, but, uh, if anything, the way I do it specifically is after the second attack, I use the hook part of the blade to just kind of sink it into his flesh and pull him into the wall and kind of just force bonk him into it. And then <laughs> also got a kick out of that. You've successfully harpooned the 150 foot long sea serpent. And uh, and I'm going to go for broke with my last It's very, now at this point, very injured. Now that this massive halberd is fully pierced through its hide and it is just writhing against the wall of force. And yeah, Almost it was another 20. on a 20 and the lip rolled it. Yep. The lip is the enemy. You can't. You can't just only roll. I did my job. That's, okay. You, you can't, can't do pick that. The numbers. It's illegal. You can't pick the numbers. Trishik. Well. It's very dark and cramped, and you can. You feel that you're being, uh, really crushed down this gullet. Although it is massive, like the thing's esophagus is huge. Uh, the water that's swirling around inside is just battering you against the walls, and uh, it's, it's not great. You are. Well, realistically, you, you feasibly have space. There is so much force that you are functionally still restrained and constrained inside this thing. I'm going to roll to perform a manipulate action. Okay. DC 5. It's a 3. It's a 3, so I don't get to do it, but because I can't activate it, I don't lose my cloak. Hey, you try, you, you, you reach for the cloak to try and not a bank out, but you That's just That's the can't. fun thing about magic items. If you, it's not like a spell. I didn't even act. Yeah, you didn't even get to it. So like, you just, you can't get a hold of it. Um, two so, actions left. Using the cloak is two actions. Do I lose both? Or since I didn't get to do it, is it just uh, If it was two, I think you lose the two actions because you, you lose the activity you were trying to do. So you okay. have one action left. Sorry, my bad. Well, that was on me. I'm going to rip its insides. <laughs> On the claw. way down, I'm just gonna put my claws out. <laughs> Mechanics have not worked. Claw wildly. We're gonna we'll go with the flying cat stance. <laughs> or a 35. 35? I mean, you're ripping through its esophagus. Now it's incredibly thick. Is this it thing... flat footed? No. I don't think so. No. Okay. It's a. It's incredibly thick on the inside, so your claws aren't like tearing its ribbons or. You are goring through it to some extent. Thirteen damage, slashing. The big numbers. Damage, and that's 
is not going to be enough to rip you free. Uh, which means that... I don't you, think I can do enough. You are going to take 20 points of bludgeoning damage in the air chain. So the one up top is having a really bad time. It's stuck under it doesn't know what. There is a magic man stabbing it, <laughs> standing on the water, and it can't get up there. So it just kind of rides around wildly, trying to get away from this position where it can do anything. You're going to see this thing is almost kind of coiled up now beneath the, uh, the wall of force. The hall of this thing's bulk swirling beneath it. Uh, the tail end of it, as it comes up, quite literally whipping up out of the water, uh, some of a dozen yards away, slapping out towards Marshall, almost seemingly accidentally getting around the wall of force. It's frustrated. This tail's going to swing at you. We're up uh, 42 again. Wow, uh, that is uh, that is a crit. And uh, it's going to hit you so hard that I actually get a villain point. Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's existential right Max, there. For Max Penguin here. That is an inconceivable amount of force. Uh, so as this tail smashes into you. Do it. You can do it, Snack. Oh, wait, I actually have the armor room on so I can roll the possibly prevent you do not Fort fortification have right already? have you yeah. done that no we haven't gotten any of the stuff yet so i don't think that happened i, I know oh, i still have to stop the healing we talked about getting I, I, about I, it. done it yeah believe so me you don't actually have that oh. moment i would have made nick blush um, by now i thought we did that already I... you are going to take <laughs> math that that is the ultimate said. damage <laughs> 66 points of bludgeoning damage. Right. Resistant. Yep, you got how much resistance do you get? Uh, seven. So, 59 points of bludgeoning damage. Yeah. Uh, as his tail constricts around Marshall, yanking him off the horse oh. and pulling him. Uh, it's not able to, like, whip him up in the air or anything, but pulling him off the edge of the wall of horse and into the water itself. Oh, that's not good. Is it like the surface of the water right next to it, but he's there. And then as it's got him held, the thing is going to twist around, and you're going to see the underneath the wall of force, all of you can see this huge maw come shooting through the tangle of its own body towards Marshall, held in the thing's tail. So you are flat-footed from being grabbed. I have another grabbed card for you. I have plenty, don't worry. I came with plenty of grabbed cards. These are prone cards. These are grabbed cards. They're both purple. It's hard to tell them apart in a moment's okay. notice. There he goes. Bye, Marshall. Nice dip. You're doing uh, great. Minus five for the second attack. It's only going to be a 29 against your flat-footed. That still hits. Okay, regular it hit. goes down to... Yeah, it's just regular stuff. If a 29 is critting, something is... Really <laughs> we wrong. have done something we kind have of a level wrong one in character. our character creation. Yeah, you could be naked and a 29 shouldn't crit at this point. Uh, which is kind of funny because most of your XP is actually proficient or AC is proficiency at this point. So like you could literally be naked and you'd go down like what four or five AC. I mean, I would rush nothing if I drop my heavy armor because then that's a yeah, lot. Yeah, six plus your runes is seven. Yeah, you go down seven. It's eight actually. I have a plus two rune. You plus two rune eight. Okay, yeah, you start. Okay, you you got it. It hurts a lot. It's a decent drop. decent drop. That's why. But it's eight to like twenty six. So it's. Roshin in a bikini is hard to hit. What can I say? <laughs> Fantasy armor. The yeah. bikini is better than level one full plate. Distraction safe. Uh, <laughs> it's going to hit you for 36 points of piercing damage. 
Yeah, resistance. As it bites into you. You've got that resistance. You've got the Bart Saunders three. So, uh, three less than that. So, 30, 33 instead? Instead of 36 damage? So. Yes, if that's the number that I said, then yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I immediately forgot what number I said. I and that's all of his actions. Rasheen. Uh, that slappy, pulley, bitey. Uh, hang in there, Marshall. Uh, <laughs> you're like on the surface of the water. He didn't like pull you under or anything. Because oh. he just up, it pulls you up next to it. So you're probably like... Like on the very edge of it. Yeah, you're like getting splashed in the water. <laughs> uh, so Roshin's going to sprint uh, off the boat um, really quick in her righteous might form. Get a speed of 40. Um, and I'm going to move right up to the edge of the yeah, wall of force. That. Can I reach this thing from where I am? I've only got a five foot reach. Uh, if you get to the edge, yeah. Okay, she will do that. Well, you have to get up past Marshall. But, uh, is he blocking me? Or? I guess he's kind of in the water at this point. Yeah, you can run up next to Marshall on the wall of force and just swing at it because the thing's like wrapped around him plenty. So Perfect. Whack it. Okay, that's, uh, let's see. Righteous Armament has plus 32 to hit. Uh, 32 is going to graze across its scale. It's going to cut through, but only superficially. Huh. Well, that not, might not be super lucky. Marshall, as you roaring your battle cry, a potato flies out of your bag in your mouth. And as you munch on it, you feel a little bit luckier. Darkheart, 1985, gifting you a hero point. Good Thanks, Darkheart. I appreciate that tater. Yeah, 32 is not going to hit. Huh. Well, uh, Again, it's just like strike. it's so big. You have to get such a resounding blow to really do meaningful damage. I, I do. Uh, I'll try again. I'm right up next to it. Um, I've got... Well, I could cast... I could cast shield. That's yeah, looking at Marshall. Let me just go whack it. Eating Marshall. Eating really Marshall is what I'm saying. Uh, that's only an 11 on the die, so that's going to be less. Yeah, that's a 32, 33, minus 5. All right, Raz. Raz is up. Um, the time of Raz. It's the time of Raz. So the one that has Marshall is literally right. It's right up next to the wall for us, like writhing at the surface. After uh, Marshall biting at him, like it's right there. You can reach it from the edge of the boat, or the edge of the wall force, rather. Um, well, can you go ahead? I'm going to cast a level 3 Agonizing Despair on him. It's a 60-foot range. Not on Marshall, on the snake. Make me a little safe <laughs> for the snake. To... <laughs> well, you're already in Agonizing Despair. Fair. I'm spreading my fear. <laughs> you're spooky. Yeah, so I need him to go ahead and make me a will save, please. Thank you. Okay, so as he... Uh... As a kind of almost feral reactive response to this here, I use a villain point as he attempts to kind of harden his will. That is not better. Uh, 27. 27 is going to fail. Kind of thought it might. Um, and as, uh, wild animals his, don't have a good will save. In his bestial mind, he goes from this giant 150 foot long snake down to a guppy in which he just swims right into Marshall's mouth and gets eaten as his fears become very much so real in his mind. He takes 46 mental damage, um, which is a total of... That looks like a six, good 46 12, 17, 20. 20 mental damage, and he is frightened too. Nice. Nice. And then... Don't have my, don't have my horn. He's... Alright, so Inspire Courage gone, Inspire Dispense still going, Resume. Um as uh this guppy uh finishes up 
this uh, horrific bout of despair uh, that he just had. Um, Definitely still having it. Uh, he will uh, visualize Marshall uh, breaking out of his grip and picking him up like a spear and straightening him out in one uh, go before breaking him in half over his knee. And uh, I'm going to send a phantasmal killer his way. I have the confidence to visualize that, but you know... It's in there somewhere. I appreciate um, you guys are using me as a motivation of fear. I, I need a will save, my friend. It's frightened too. That's higher. 30. Uh, that is still going to fail. Kind of thought it might. It's a will save. It's, a, it's, a, it's a kind of a wild animal. It's, it's a like really a, big wild animal. It's like it's th a... thought you might have. Uh, Good news go? is, is right not oh, dead yet. Hey, Grass. Feel that so he's going to take 86 mental damage from me. This is going to have a heart attack. <laughs> he might, actually. This might kill him. The setup. Heart attack he and Marshall. Worst idea. <laughs> Spit that out right now. It's not even in his mouth. He's just coiled around him. 10, 25, uh, 30, uh, 30. And he's uh, still frightened, too. 30 damage is going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> just go squad. <laughs> so what exactly happens? Because he's wrapped around me, right? He, he just kind of... He, he, like, he goes like a noodle. Yeah, you feel like kind of noodle. Oh, you, I kind of poke it with the, the water's back The probably a little warm. Yeah, the top, like the, the, the head he of the thing. Himself. The front of it sort of folds back upright. The, its jaw just pointed up towards the roof of the cavern as it just sort of rolls to float uh, float kind of dangling in the water as it releases Marshall literally had just had a stroke and died I <laughs> <laughs> scared him to death down, I didn't poke it with you, the back end of my you mouth. literally scared him to death Mental just damage. remember Pathfinder children large monsters don't make will saves that is true large dumb monsters don't make will saves so I get this back um, and then Resme will uh, look over the side of the boat and see if she can even find where the other one and Trishik went. Yeah, I imagine that Rasheen probably just dropped the fishing pole. So between your dark vision and well, the fact that that- it's trolling off the axe. Yeah, it's actually it's still it's down still there. It's still there until you I would... hit, but there yeah, was Yeah, you lizard. would definitely see the light uh, illuminating just a serpent that is turning upwards and no sign of Trishik, but it would be almost impossible to see past this thing's enormous body. Uh, and that's it. That was actually, this dude who was up next. So that's Marshall. Money. Right. Well, that was no, this is no, because there was the slow one, which is this one. Because the one was right before Machine, is the one that oh, yeah, ended machine. up coming up. Uh, so this one is up next, and it's got a. It's, got a it's still hungry. It's got a little lizard. Lizard is not nearly enough to feed this thing properly. Um, and it is going to shoot up towards the boat, uh, but jetting out towards Marshall as he's flailing in the water, uh, seeming that. They doesn't really doesn't seem to be terribly bothered by the fate of other snack. He's gonna noodle his way up uh, almost just around the outside of the other snake before this maw reaches up, biting out towards Marshall. Uh, it's not gonna provoke because he's just 20 foot reach. Oh, yeah. So he's actually your like mutual reach. This is he gets to snap. It's weird when it's a natural attack because he's like swinging his face at you. <laughs> and you guys... <laughs> It's too quick. It's too many teeth. He's too fast. Oh. It's gonna bite you for 
A 36 to hit. It is not a crit. So it is a normal. Not a crit's what we like to see here, honestly. Uh, 25 points of piercing damage. Oh, and while well, you've been released by the previous one, and you had a... Oh, minus three, so 22. Yeah, 22, sorry. You had a brief uh, moment of freedom as you just kind of dropped, flailed in the water trying to right yourself. Don't worry, you're held on to again. As you see Marshall, bloop, shoot down beneath the surface as this thing in an instant drags him 20 feet under. Oh, dear. Well, it's your turn, at least. I'm going to try and break three. Um, reaction? Uh, uh air bubble on his head. Are you going to feel You see this globe just appear on your head and you can breathe fine. <laughs> All right, uh, athletics to get out of the sneaky snake. Scuba helmet. Um... feel like a 33. Well, I get plus one, so that's 30. No, you don't have Inspire Courage. You don't have Inspire Defense. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Inspire Courage stopped. Okay. Uh, I think a 34 might do it. 34 will not do it. All right, well. This thing's still got a hold of you, just again through sheer size. It's rare that Marshall gets out gigantic, but it's been happening a lot in Cobbler. Mm, they have massive creatures down here. Right, Very well, I'm going to try and break free one more time. Right, minus five. Minus five. Plus two, minus five, net loss. I'm gonna go ahead and refocus on that. <laughs> Me friends here on the chat, Marshall. Oh. I vote to name the lizard Squidizard. He's I actually right there. It. He's totally chilling on the bottom of the monitor, completely unbothered that like Seconded. keyboard things are happening three inches away from him. He's chilling. Big number. That's not a big number. Right, yeah, so, one action left. Well, uh, since I can't get out of it, I'm going to psych myself up and prepare for the worst. All right. Rashid, so, you are still inside this thing's stomach. Well, I'm going to attempt to cut my way out. <laughs> so, let's see what happens. How many billion turns can you hold your breath for? Uh, like a minute. 25 minutes? So it's 25 minutes. Okay. That's a lot of rounds. Irrelevant. You will not run out of air down here. <laughs> this thing will die of old age before you run out, before you suffocate. I know you have the, the Roxy water for holding so your breath thing. That's a natural one on the attack roll. Which means that you are going to miss very badly. Well. Are you trying to claw your way out, like to escape? No, like cut Attack. Yeah, that's yeah, why I thought. Literally, literally digging my way out by attacking. So uh, I'm going to make a flat check. Because if this doesn't go through, I'm having a very bad time. So Shashik's very bad day. Ooh. Two natural ones. Huh. Ooh, That's you hate impressive. to you hate to see the one so in four hundred come out. Are you uh are you did? Yes. How much health do you have? I have thirteen health. Okay, yeah, you're definitely unconscious. Um or fifteen, sorry. Don't have line of to you. you are uh, 75. Well, no, it went up. So you are definitely going to fall unconscious as you pass down into the acids of this thing's digestion. Hungry snack getting a snack. Rasheen. I don't have line of 
effect to it. Yeah, nobody nobody has any idea where she is realistically. I, do, I don't even did I I didn't even did I even see him get eaten. It like, was like seventy feet below when that happened. So like, well, you can was, make the did I just hear him go out in my head? Because Ooh, I can actually no, you have a telekinetic connection. I do, and I can I can establish connection with him. With your telekinetic connection, you would hear him go dark. You would hear him fall unconscious. You. Trishik's in trouble under the water. I just heard him go dark. Can't even see him. And uh, Dragonic Soul 221 in the chat. Compound despair. Way back to Billing three. points. All right. Well, I can't see Trishik. I don't know where he is. Although, Resume told me that much. Um, make my own air bubble, and I'm going to dive in the water after where Marshall went. So you can use your reaction? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's cool because you actually still get three actions. Isn't it handy? That's neat. So as you dive in, what's your speed? My speed is 40. Okay. So at 40, you can move 20 feet in a swim. So roll me uh Well, you actually can't fail the athletics check. Even a natural one, you'd still be fine. I might critically succeed. I mean, but 20 feet gets you down to the surface because the surface is only 20 feet under the water. Okay, perfect. And with the 40-foot base movement speed, you swim 20 on a regular success. Perfect. So you in one action can absolutely just swim straight down to this thing because the surface of the water <laughs> is still mostly okay. Maybe me an athletics check to swim because you can manu uh, uh, maneuver through the giant corpse of the other serpent to make your way down to one that is very writhing, fighting Marshall underwater. Fair enough. Uh, athletics of uh, 34. 34 will definitely let you get down to the serpent. Perfect. Two actions left. All right, two actions left. Um, oh, will save is bad. Uh, I'm staring it in the face. Uh, yes. Dive Lenoir. <laughs> Hurt its brain. Yeah. It's got a will save, and so do I. So this historically goes great for you. It's historically it goes spectacular well for time. me. I, I have plus one to saves. I passed my own will save. <laughs> you hear the muffle? <laughs> 40. Uh, 40 is a normal success, so it'll take half. Wow. So you succeed, so you critically succeed. So I take no, none of my own nothing, damage. He's taking half. All right. So this I need... one is not very injured. So I need 18d6. So I can just, uh, he takes half. I'll just roll eight. I'll just roll 96. That's fair enough. All right. Let's see here. That's uh, 10, 20, 29, 35, 38 mental damage. Okay. And I'm like right in front of its face. You are right. So hopefully it stops attacking Marshall. Right there. Uh, Raz. How far away is he from me? 20 feet beneath the boat. Beneath? Force about five feet beneath the surface. It's like, it's gotta be below the boat itself. So, so like 15, within... well, 20 feet below the wall of force. So he's within 60 up. feet of me. You are not up. Yes. Okay. Um, That's all that matters. I'm casting Agonizing Despair again <laughs> as a six level spell. <clears throat> this is a signature? Yeah. Raz has agonizing despair as a signature spell. Yes. I have phantasmal have killer a as questions. a signature spell. Mm, I guess. Well, he's been very clear. He's literally just here for vengeance, so <laughs> I suppose it fits, actually. All right, well save. Again, he, they, they, these, these serpents are not big fans of the fear emotion. <laughs> they don't feel it very often. So, uh... Kind of refocuses his mind. Last time, my hero powered agonizing despair it went down by one. This time, it went up by ten. Um, thirty-eight. That regular succeeds. Okay. Um, he's gonna take half the damage, which I need six more d six. Someone. 
Because I like rolling a bunch of dice. Here. this before, not after. It's here. Because I like that dice. feeling. Dice are good. Um, That's an awesome roll. It's five sixes. <laughs> Dang. Uh, on how many d6s? A lot. Uh, ten, right? Oh, uh, yeah, ten. So that's going to be a six, 12, 24, 36, 7, 8, 9, 44 to 22. And he's frightened one. As, oh, pretty much the same image goes through his mind. But this time, instead of him going small, <laughs> unwrapping from Marshall, Marshall just eats him whole. Marshall just gets bigger than him. Because what's going to afraid of, what's going to afraid of big fish? An even bigger fish. Larger. It's the other monster that's just off the map that's gonna come after the snakes. <laughs> Super guppy. There's always a bigger now fish. There's one action left, I believe, right? Um. It's just a dumb animal. You guys got this. I, th I think. Am I being optimistic, Resume? I'm about to do something so stupid. I don't think it matters. Inspire defense. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, this is monumentally stupid. Oh my god, am I really... Oh, he's my he's my friend, he's my friend, he's my friend. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's gonna happen. Oh god. All right. So, I could hear his thoughts before he went out. Accurate. I know he's inside the... He was inside the thing, right? That's correct. I'm going to Dimension Door inside it, because at fifth level, I don't need to be able to see where I'm going. I only need to be able to know where he is. <laughs> you got him champ she's not wrong that's not wrong so you you he suddenly, <laughs> feels, he suddenly feels more full man i can't wait to see the rules is written youtube comments on this one yeah. um, you, you uh you know vaguely where he was so you just teleport yourself inside into the gullet the of this thing this thing is so large that the inside of its like digestive tract is a large enough space that you can blink into it uh, upon arrival you are immediately going to be battered by the outsides of his organs and muscle fibers such as life and you are going to take 24 bludgeoning damage immediately yes i am uh, you also cannot breathe and are grabbed yes i am but uh, you are in you are in the serpent am i near Trishik? you uh it is impossible to see inside here i have dark vision and that only kind of helps really you only have one action left uh yeah but i have a one a action seek. heal you definitely would not be able to in I can't the touch instant him. of arrival just whip out and touch him okay uh, you, uh, you could make me a second seek to try and find him i will That's not horrible. Uh, that's going to be uh, 30. 30. Looking through this roiling water, and he's just constantly flexing outsides of the organ as uh, it's both constantly churning and battering everything as well as excreting its own digestive enzyme. enzymes that are starting to burn your skin. Uh, the good news is there's not much else in here but water and trashik. Uh, you can see him 
but you are not immediately on top of him. This thing is hundreds of feet long, and its goal is a massive thing. You can That's see fine. him a distance away. Trishik, I need a death save. This is just flat check, right? This is just a flat O check. <laughs> That's a 19. 19 is good. Uh, as I'm immediately he's, dying again. He's going to stabilize. Uh, you are still inside this thing, and it is immediately going to put you back to dying, too. But uh, I didn't make it immediately but worse. You did not immediately jump to three, yeah, because you would have went to two from failing and three from the damage. So, like, you're definitely not going to stabilize and become conscious. Why do you go two? Because he's taking damage. Because he's, he's taking damage. He's... he's taking damage every turn. Takes him up every time, yeah. Stabilize, immediately hit again. Additionally, it's, it's like I need a fortitude save because you're no longer conscious to hold your breath. That part is what I looked at. Nothing in the rules about not holding your breath when you fall unconscious. When you're unconscious... So when you're unconscious in a place where you can't breathe, you immediately start suffocating. See, that's it what I was confused Yeah, about. it only starts at DC 20, but the longer you're exposed to it, the worse it gets. Well, that's a natural one. So do I just lose my breath? Or am I immediately dead? I don't... I don't know how it works, because drowning just does damage now. What's your total fortitude save? What's your total fortitude save? That is a 20, so it would, it would be a fail. It's So yeah, it's okay. A critical failure on a suffocation check is death. Okay, so yeah. But it's a but 19 it's DC plus 20. 1, so it's a 20, meaning so that I So it succeeds, so it goes ah. down a grade to a regular failure. Thank you, Pumping Con. <laughs> Whoa. Was, we so you rolled one, I was like, I think you just died. <laughs> okay. I'm confident that I'm dead. Like, no, you're part my rescue mission. Has I take, a, no, I take damage from this. A chance. Because you have a problem. Now I take damage from this. I'm dying three. Do you have any hero points? No. You totally out? Yeah, he blew them on like. Yeah. Trying I can't to use grab them. it. Yeah, I, I chose to use All them right. on trying to make it so it cannot bite you me. You will drop the dying three. As you suffocate inside this thing's esophagus. So now it's this thing's turn. It is the thing's turn. But I don't think it's going to try to kill him from the inside. No, of him. it's gonna have no intent, like intent in <laughs> digest harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and stomach muscles really we hard. We got two hero points Sword incoming. Beatum and Menandreas coming out. Woo! With the live for Trishik. Live <laughs> living the dream that this Hashtag don't if die. If you wanna use what's we're just we're just ending your turn. Minorest amount of fiat if you want to use one of those to re-roll the roll that we are still actively like Might as talking well. about. We did that a lot with the, uh, with the council. So yeah. Oh, with the character deaths, like a little leeway on the like this, it's obviously the chat wants to yeah. it's, it's this trying to give me more clearly for be this. A one? Literally not a one is what hey. you're not a one. Alright, so you don't you're just dying two. Hey, yeah, one hero point. Uh, the snakes got a hold. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, pump your con score. It helps. The snakes got a hold of Marshall. He really got a and, hold. And uh, what's holding on to you? It can't easily swallow you. You are a little bit too big for that. So it is going to uh, first bite down. Uh, make me a fortitude save as its jaw compresses you. 
Zero point from the marshal. Good flex. Flex real good. Smash A, man. Just hit that bump. Yeah, it's better. Up. Uh, plus one because it's a save, so that's 34. And you could have succeeded, you succeed, right? That succeeds. Oh, yeah. Because of Juggernaut, I could right. succeed. So, yeah. so uh, as it attempts to crush and constrict you, you are so jacked that the 150-foot sea serpent is actually going to deal no damage attempting to constrict you. <laughs> like, it literally breaks a tooth off my muscles. Uh, Resme <laughs> is... Or not Resme. Roshin is coming down to attempt to try to attack this thing as well now and is right nearby. And as its jaws are very occupied with the marshal, it is going to uh, constrict around, and again, that tail underwater is just going to flick and lash towards you, Roshin. Okay. Constrict does not have the attack trait, because it's not a roll as a save. So this is a regular, full-blooded attack. I mean, not constrictly speaking. 35. 35 is just a normal hit. It's going to crack into her. Oh, what? That, I rolled the wrong thing for that. I rolled the jaw attack. Uh, 28 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, okay, so that'll uh, soak the temporary hit points, and then I have resistance from actually so both of these. So I'm damage. down to just 15 health, to 15 yeah. damage for that. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and this tail is going to grab on wrapping around you, holding you underwater. Okay. It's got Marshall in its mouth, and it's got Rasheen in its tail. <laughs> it's uh, and it's got. Love is, in its heart. I don't even, I'm not, you don't get grab cards anymore. If you're not, if your name isn't Raz, you're grabbed. It's got <laughs> Trishik and Resme in its stomach. Yeah. Raz is on the boat. By himself. By himself. <laughs> don't you ever forget. Seeing this thing writhing underwater in the light, you see it biting and holding Marshall, trying to eat him. You see it grappling Rasheed as she stabs at it. Resme casts a spell and teleported away. Trishik's nowhere to be seen. Resume was like, bye. <laughs> no, Resume was like, I'm about to do something really stupid. But you have no idea what You didn't say that. You don't know what the stupid is, but it happened. Uh, Marshall. Well, it's got a pretty good grip on me. I never expected a monster to be grappling four members of the party simultaneously, but here we are. Here we are. I'm just going to poke it in the eyeball with old slappy. Eh. No get out of it. It's just going to keep re-grabbing me. That's gonna do it. Yeah, 27, it's kind of hard to get an angle. It's difficult to bring your blade to bear underwater, especially when this thing is holding you. Well, I'm gonna try, well, I'm gonna try again, minus five. Stab. Roll points, forehead. Really? Stop rolling fours. All right, I'm using it. We glued dice gel shut to mount the camera, so they can't put it in dice gel anymore. Third time to charm, minus 10. Seventeen, so seven. seven plus twenty-three is thirty. Thirty's not gonna. It's not gonna do anything. Woo! Nothing. Uh, dude, swinging away, trying to lash at the thing's head. Rasheen at the other end, also held twenty feet underwater. But breathing just fine. How are you breathing? With air bubble. Oh, you both air bubbled, right? You got I air bubbled. You both have your Marshall little scuba helmets on while you're done your fighting. <laughs> Marshall, <laughs> Wild Zone Gaming's got you just getting direct blood infusion of hero points. Appreciate it. Um, Roshin's gonna hold her uh, righteous armament, Morningstar, in the, in, into the water, I guess, over her head. Um, but uh, able to call out Bush, and it's gonna glow with light with a focus point. And then she's going to bring this thing slamming down on the serpent's tail right in front of her. 
So, hopefully it makes that sound if I hit it. <laughs> that's a 13 on the die, pretty good. So I get plus one for the swing. Uh, that's gonna go to 14, so 15, that's a 35. Is it flat-footed? No. No, it's not. It doesn't have feet. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's both, wrapped a tail around me. sort of above it, yeah. It's. It doesn't it's, have feet. It, it's not even a flat tail. You become flat-footed. You don't become flat-footed if you grab, right? You're making me think now. Think I thought you, you did. did. I thought you both like you're technically one grab. grabbing. All right, he is actually flat-footed then. I, I, um, how which is... Going to uh, exactly counteract the minus two circumstance penalty for swinging a mace underwater. Uh, can I stab it with the pointy bit of the morning star? Because it does do piercing damage. Uh, then absolutely, yeah. Piercing is the only piercing. Doesn't uh, slashing and bludgeoning both functionally? It's versatile got piercing. Cover basically. The blood. A morning star is really versatile piercing. Yeah, it's got a big old spike it's got on the top a spiky of it. bit. All right, fair <laughs> enough. It's the VP. But then with that thirty-five, that absolutely would. Beautiful. Unorthodox underwater Stab combat. Stab the big boy. I mean, I got what's left for me. All right. So, um, it also does a d6 of good damage. Is it going to take that? It is not evil. Didn't it's think so. just big <laughs> okay. and hungry and mad. All right. So, let's see here. Oh, wow. It's a good roll. Uh, so, let's see. It's a 16. It's not evil. It's eight. just unfortunate. <laughs> it's just <laughs> uh, 24. I'm at moderate curse. 34 uh, piercing damage. All right. And uh, actually, I've got a, another action left. I Ew. can try to swing at it again. Although I have to roll, this thing's got a tough hide, man. I can't. It's pretty hard it. to get through. I also got really bad pulls. Very sturdy. That's pretty good roll, though. Good one, no. Actually, that's exactly five higher than I rolled last time. Hits it again. Oh, I hit it again. Stabbing it with the morning star. Hit him again. That's just how the weapon works. That's how the weapon works. Totally. Uh, not as good a roll, though. Say so, so 11, 13, 13, and 10. Uh, 23 piercing. Okay, so you're definitely starting to uh, to build up some, some visible, meaningful damage on this creature. You're starting to cut through it, and the waters are starting to cloud very heavily with a wide assortment of things, blood. Raz. Alright, alright. You're alone on the boat. Alright, alright. Weirdly, in almost silence. As all of this is happening down 20 feet underwater, the movement is causing the water to flow some around the wall of force, but you can barely even hear the roaring cries of this sea serpent. All right, the wall of force is there. I can oh. do this. I can do this. And he's like, hops down onto the wall of force. Oh, it's not that deep. Okay, and then he skitters over to the edge and just throws a synaptic pulse down deep enough to where it's going to hit the serpent, but not those two. The 30 foot emanation. Well, just, oh, what's the right? Oh, this thing is by far large enough. Just for you yeah, way yeah, off at just, the bottom. Yeah, you can just throw it down there. Throw yeah, you're gonna stun a whole bunch of random crabs, uh, but also <laughs> hopefully it's a not giant a fish. lake monster. Make me a will save. Is it will? Yeah. yeah. Th okay. Is it? Everything really? on the entire cult. Everything I have is will okay, save. That's awesome. Because I was like, I don't know if it was like slow, where it's like four to two to resist the stun blast. Now it's blowing up your mind. It's ready to take a sin nap. He sucks at will saves. He sucks at Will Save. <laughs> so as he seems to really just <laughs> hate your magic in particular. Um, <laughs> he doesn't want any of this. This is not the th He doesn't want this Let's magic. Spit out my friends. He wants to eat your friends. Now. You don't get both. 28. He 
fails, that means he is stunned too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He will nice. get one action next time. This is a combo. Operation Resme. Uh, so Resme is going to ignore the pain uh, and not being able to breathe. And um, Trashik saved her life and he went into the mouth of hell to do it when he didn't even know her. So it is time for her to repay the favor. Get it um, back from Wongi. And she is going to uh, blast out a max level heal spell with reach. I need you to make me a flat check. Wait, um, that has, doesn't it? It does. You cannot cast anything with somatic component. You, you can. can't breathe. You can? Yep. Yeah. You use a round to speak underwater. Oh, no, you, you actually are right. You can. If you, you can cast, so this is just, just you are okay. aware, you are underwater holding your breath. What's your con modifier? Set of curiosity. Uh, plus one. So you know you can't hold your breath for that long. If you open your mouth to encant this spell, you are going to be letting out all of the breath you're currently holding. Yeah. You still need to make me, uh, if you're doing the, the, the it's not, big it, version, then you still need to, it's one component per action. So if you're doing the the reach, then it's somatic. How do I tell if it's somatic? Som it's, it says V or S. Two it, actions, verbal somatic. It doesn't say that. Um, it tells you right here in the actions, verbal somatic, material somatic, verbal. Oh, I'm yeah. just dumb. So you, <laughs> you need to make <laughs> It's at a different place on the heal card than it is everywhere else. Yeah, because it depends on how many actions you use. Because yeah. it's just okay. somatic. Gotcha. It actually has no verbal component if you're just touching. Um, you need to make me a flat check, which okay. is you are grabbed. That's a 16, I think. That's higher than five. So with your reach and your two action heal, Trishik is going to get a bunch of health. It's going to be 5, 6, 12, 22, 23, 24, 25, 6, 12, 24, 30, 36, 25 plus 36 is 61 points of health. That's a good chunk. I am conscious. <laughs> and as you encant that using the last air that you have, you immediately fall unconscious. Not dying, you're just unconscious. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that my friend, now that he is conscious again, you are maybe. from being inside be. this thing. <laughs> you are going to take 15 more points of bludgeoning damage, okay. and I need a fortitude save for suffocation. Sure. It's, it's rare someone's regular unconscious and at positive hit points. That doesn't come up terribly often. Okay, that's going to be a six. 18, which is going to be a 36. No, 34. 34. I can hand you this. I got the unconscious card, but actually for the for the perp, for this edge case of drowning, almost everything on the unconscious card is actually wrong. Because normally you like you wake up where if you get take healed damage, or take yeah. damage, yeah. but like that's actually not how this works at all. So that card's you just unconscious. It does all the things you would expect it to do. Mm-hmm. Trishik, you wake up inside this thing's gullet as you feel Resme's magic fill you and uh, probably still don't feel great. You are wounded too, but you are conscious. I don't know where the healing came from, do I? Not immediately, but you are aware somebody healed you inside this thing's stomach. Well, I'm going to... Look around, get my bearings real quick, and then find the nearest wall of flesh 
and start cutting a way out because right. however a, I got healed, there needs to be a hole in this thing or I'm going to go unconscious again. Give me a perception check. For what? To, to find a hole. You said oh, I saw you wanted to look for her. No, I'm oh. going to look around, find the nearest wall. Oh, you're just well, that's not hard. Just start swinging. You're yeah. inside it. Like pick a direction and, and swipe. I don't know how I got healed, but I know that if I'm in here, if I continue to stay in here, I'm going to need that again, and I don't know how hard that's going to be for them to do. Natural 20. Is it flat-footed right now? It's stunned. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's yeah, stunned. It's, it's grabbing, so... It it's is, grabbing. yeah. Because it's, uh, it's... I mean, I I think with Swallow Hall, you might, it might be flat... I think it's flat-footed to you regardless. I think I screwed that up last time. I'm not positive. You're literally inside it. It can't possibly dodge you. You get... Yeah, it's flat-footed. Yeah, you get sneak attack. Yeah. Just roll 20's forehead. Well... 5, 10, 15, 26, 33 for a 66 total. I think I cut my way out. What happens? <laughs> so that I'm... doesn't just cut your way out. <laughs> you not only eviscerate your way out from the stomach of this creature, you kill it in the process to see what so... happens getting a bit feral he rips and tears he's not claws he's biting he's kicking he rips out he doesn't know biology about this thing he doesn't know what he's doing he's getting through the wall and on the way out he found the heart ah, yeah that's, that was about that where sense. it was down the track <laughs> happen to tear your way out through the most vital organs of this serpent and as you rip your way free uh, the inside of it being a controlled and somewhat pressurized environment. As soon as you rip enough, the thing almost bursts outward, uh, shooting you and Resme's unconscious body out into the water. I'm just gonna. And you can, <laughs> yeah, you can clearly see uh, uh, each of you that yeah. this thing goes limp. But let's go of you. Let's go well, of Marshall. I still have kind two of... actions. You do still have two actions. <laughs> One action: consume heart. <laughs> well, well i'm obviously gonna eat the heart getting out the right natural 20 is i eat the heart second action resume pops out with me i'm gonna swim over to her and third action i'm going to share breath I, it's not a thing you can do but i have plenty of breath i'm going to make it so she's not drowning hey, mouth. Me, uh, what's your medicine proficiency not at all but i know you need to breathe <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Am I going to get? I have enough air yeah, that yeah, I can just. That's blah, 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 blah. That's you, fair. You he's can. untrained <laughs> enough to not know the difference between oxygen and carbon dioxide. Um, um, so he's. Mom, mom, am trying, I getting lizard kisses? He's trying his best. Lizard flavor kisses. Mom, you two underwater and res somewhat from the surface here would see Trishik and Resume shoot out from inside this are we, thing. Are we going to second base? That's funny. <laughs> He's stupid what? enough to not know the difference, but dumb enough not to care. I did it. He just I got did lucky. it all. So as this is going on, he doesn't need to know any better if he just gets lucky. <laughs> it's roll 20s. So just as... roll 20s. Oh, no. Trishik's gone feral. He's eating resin. <laughs> so as this goes on, you just see Mar Mega Marshall just kind of wiggle out of the corpse, and he just kind of, he kind of does the, uh, okay, just... Scoops you guys up while he's still big, puts you on the boat, and picks up Roshin and climbs on all fours and shrinks back down. Resume, you wake up surrounded by blood and gore, coated in blood and gore, 
With Rashik, he's got a lizard mouth, so he's probably just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did feel like yourself getting lifted up out of the water. So well, unfortunately going. for Sharik, I'm about to baby him with salt water. <laughs> he immediately called oh. salt water to try to get it up for Wait, It's not salt water. It's, it's fresh lake water. It is lake water. Lake water? Um, so it's, it's not salty. But it is not potable either. So like, it's not. It's well, very actually, gross. It might be salty because of all the tears. But uh, yeah, is he blowing your <laughs> the rest of my slugs? Don't you take flake water in here? That's this, fine. There's plenty of air in there. This is lizard I've gone love. For about ten rounds so far, we got plenty. I think you're legally married now by most of legal code. <laughs> wait, did I just wait? Is this it? is this it? Was this how it was supposed to happen the whole time? No one saw that ship selling. Yeah. Oh, congratulations to you both. <gasps> so happy for you. Um, Brad, you see that your entire party, Marshall, uh, uh, with the last of his rage here, scooping these two out of the water as he pulls himself up, shrinking back down, Rasheen clambering up over the side of the boat. You see your party all emerging from the blood cloud that is becoming the lake here, with bits of the serpent visible still rolling across the surface. Press the digitation, press the digitation. <laughs> oh, she all right. I'm just picking heart meat out from my teeth with my claws. Trishik was stuck inside the monster, and I felt like I needed to go get him. You did good. How did you? How'd you get inside it? Well, you see. There's a poof and a pip, and then she was gone. You need to understand that. Are you serious? Well, if are you, you insane? Look. If you want to know the monster, if you want to beat the monster, you have to get inside the monster's head. That's not head. true. And that, I took it literally. That is exactly true. I know exactly where to find their huts now. That's good. Shashik, are you okay? He was not at all, but we're <laughs> He was dead. Uh, his his thoughts in my head winked out, and I knew if I didn't go in there and get him, he wasn't gonna live. Yeah, you're babbling something about that. And so, I knew that I was gonna be okay because he was gonna get up and save me so i just took it on faith and i i went in there and i did stupid things that i simply saved it it worked out Marshall comes up to you specifically <laughs> oh lassie you can make an old man proud oh thanks dad oh. <laughs> <laughs> i pull out some of my dwarvish you know moonshine you deserve for some of this oh Okay. Guys, maybe before you start slurring, you said you could do something to make me be able to swim better. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have that, please? <laughs> uh, she'll put her hand on your chest and choke out us and and choke out something choke that out. sounds like fish noises and cast <laughs> feet defends on you. Yeah. You got duck. <laughs> your feet will immediately slap, slap, not your arm slap, wrong, slap. but your feet will immediately extend and distort to become fins. They're no longer great at standing. And is this what you're talking about? Are you in the boat or are you just on, like, on the side of the boat? I think so. I was up. I was probably like waiting in the water. Okay, fair. So at least you don't fall down immediately. What? I guess that's a work. What did you think I was going to do? I, I don't. It's magic. I didn't know. It's good. It oh, means okay. that you'll be able to help so me take a boat back. Well, I'm not just taking the boat back. We have to go get those things and bring them back too. I mean, when you think about it, I, I'm kind of... Really, Raz saved us because he created the forcey wall of stand-on It was thing. very well done. You just it see it smashed really, into it, spread really its feet, its teeth everywhere. That made all the fear in my body leave immediately. <laughs> Spectacular to see. I think some of it probably came back later. 
But yeah. uh, no, it was there the entire time. It never left. He channeled it into. I mean, I'm super. I'm gonna be honest with you, folks. I'm really, 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 really happy. You guys were in the water and not me. Just... Yeah, I'm probably happy about that too, actually. Yeah. If yeah. no one, if no one minds, I'm gonna throw up some more salt water now. Oh, you poor dear. Resume literally teleported into a giant monster, went unconscious at the own stupidity of her plan, <laughs> and then woke back up being kissed by a lizard. The greatest part of this I mean, is that's... like that we yes. have the good dice cams today specifically <laughs> because there were so like you a had to fail an 80% success twice to not be able to cape out. And I did it. And then she teleported after you throwing and if she also fails, you both definitely die because she just loses the spell, still goes unconscious and she just dies with you. <laughs> And we never saw and them again. And then you roll a natural 20 to hit the rupture value of this thing to actually get out. Like it's, it was the dumbest plan I've ever heard in my life. And it somehow actually worked. I mean, and you know why? Heroes of Breach. You, you know why it worked? Because they're here. Because she's a hero. I'm just here rolling 20s. This is, like, I guess, somehow how Resme is still alive. Just. Kind of complete ability to disregard the odds of death. <laughs> I mean, if you think about them too hard, then you end up dying. As long as you realize that anything's possible, anything's possible. So, you have feet defense now, Rasheen. What are you defense. doing? Uh, first, he's going to duck waddle over to the boat, get two coils of we rope out. We have to push the boat off. No, it ends wall. after a minute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then this she's going to dive back down after the snake bodies any chance they float uh i would imagine that due to the fact that they come to the surface they have those ballast organs if they're not intentionally filling water the top half of it at least would float okay but, nice. um, the rest of it would kind of sink so the whole Sorry. thing's not going to sink down to the floor all we need but, is uh, the head yeah no the... no we're bringing the whole thing <laughs> Oh, for god's sake Resume's gonna tie resume the... will start casting up. shrink item Technically, actually, that's true. That would work. It's, <laughs> it's too big. What was it's your plan? Tow it. Yeah. You have a rowboat. And we have a yeah. marshal. We have this. There's like six tons of snake thing. In water. I mean, it would definitely take In a long water. time. <laughs> I mean, we have Marshall and Roisin. I mean, I'm sure they can get something. I mean, between feet defense on us both, we could probably do it. I mean, Resume, how many hero points do you get? Uh, two. Would you like a third? Oh, from yes, Ghost of Zen, Resme for the save. Probably Thank you, Ghost. This, uh, this direction I would need down. a minute to recover my rage, and then I can grow big again and just tow the rest of the Well, you, you, in all fairness, you can't rage outside of combat. <laughs> the, we, I, I, we let you do big meme things, but you can't, like, actually use your rage for mechanical advantage. Can, can you wage combat. outside of combat? No. 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 Oh, all right. You can only rage in a non-trivial combat encounter. I mean, Roshi, you should fight me. <laughs> So, real, <laughs> more realistically, what we'll probably do is cut off both of their heads, shrink both of their heads, because the creatures by themselves way surpass the bulk limit of shrink item. They definitely. Well, yeah, these are yeah. much, much larger than a beta. <clears throat> these are like so we'll orders just, of magnitude we'll larger than a beta. We'll take both heads, shrink them down, and take that back as proof. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of good fish meat, though, and they That's haven't had any the fish. We have to let the crabs repopulate. 
I mean, actually, that is yeah. an excellent idea for their ecosystem. I mean, this is their breeding ground. If you put a hey, huge crabs, amount of meat here's down some here, corpses. that's true. The crabs are gonna have Thanks. a freaking field day. So, uh, who is at least is anybody an expert in nature? Uh, no. Nope. I know how to cut some meat though. I could be. I'm a man. Give me some crab lore, my boy. Crab I, lore. I could be. Yeah, but you wouldn't know to be. Oh, another crabs. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I rolled a 30. Oh, I mean, I rolled a 21. Yeah, you know, they're crabs. Um, the, the fact that these creatures are these, these massive, incredibly destructive serpents seem to be this far towards the, the wall, like even near the spawning ground at all. You're several hundred yards away from the cavern wall now, but still this depth doesn't really seem realistic to support these things. Them being here could very well be the reason that there is a, well, at least a crab shortage here. Can I also roll knowledge? You wouldn't, well, it's like you wouldn't. I just want to lay another 20 on the table. All right, you roll me an answer. If you roll, if you literally roll a 20, I will let you be a part of the people who know things, Club. I'm trained nice in- that. Nice roll, idiot. I'm trained Put in nature. Tray. I'm guessing that this helps. <laughs> it wouldn't be enough to like really Realization, yeah. It was a 20 over here where it missed the dice tray and doesn't count. See, I didn't um, study crabs and I didn't study marine biology. You're not a crabologist, yeah. I mean, you're not a crab scientist. I, mean, I fell asleep during those classes. You, so. you, you are Rattenboro, though. So while this is going on, can I potato? You can absolutely potato. Yeah, I, would I mean, also... it's gonna take it's gonna take at least ten minutes to shrink down each serpent head if you're gonna hack them free, and probably ten minutes to hack through enough bone and sinew to detach a serpent head. Um, so you got time. 23. 23, you will absolutely succeed. You will get 2d8. You're just trained, right? Yeah, I'm just yeah, 2d8 potato health back. If and it uh, would not be trouble, a little healing would be nice. Oh, yes, of course, I have you. Krasak. Quite bruised. Better than I'll take it. Uh, I'm going to drop one of those on myself once I'm done shrinking oh, items. Marshall, you look like it's chewed on you pretty badly. Well, just a bit. Oh, wow. Nice. 16, 20, 25 plus 40, 65 health back. How much? 65 for Trishi, but hang on, oh. working on you. Oh, I feel okay. much better, and I will gladly take the time to remove the heads of these creatures. All right, so you're going to work slowly hacking away at this while uh, our magically inclined members of your party are tending to the pretty severe wounds that these lake serpents have put out. What are you doing, Raz, while this is going on? Breathing. <laughs> I just want to go back to shore. <laughs> Keeping an eye out for any more. Because there's two. There might be more. There were two. It wasn't just I mean, one. You're not familiar with these things, so you have really no idea if they live in <laughs> Good colonies news. of several dozen, perhaps. Good news. If there's more, you know it takes one at least three rounds to finish killing me. <laughs> takes almost 15 seconds to murder me. <laughs> Dude, this is Pathfinder 2nd Edition. You are always three rounds away from death. Yeah. I mean, the same could definitely be said of 1st Edition. No, you know? I mean, not like, really. Absolutely. Like, if they level 12 in 1st Edition, that's a status effect at that point. It's just assumed after your party's going to die every other encounter, and you're just going to go <laughs> well, find the awesome. yeah. right there. But it's okay, <laughs> but they're not real dead. They're not real they're dead. Their regular dead. dead is just They're only plus. mostly it's dead. It's comic book it's, dead. Yeah, it's like disintegrate is when you start running into problems around this level in 1st Edition, because... 
Regular Dez is unconscious plus by level 12. When he gets a minute, he gets Marshall to rub some potato starch into those wounds to keep him open. How do you, up. how does your sheik look? Uh, perfectly fine now, like just a couple of scrapes. Okay. Resume looks like she's had about a couple three of acid bites. burns, maybe. You know, she looks like three. she has had, had acid eaten at her body, but other than that, she looks fab. This is um, like a skin peel. Res is fine. Res, Res is, is perfectly fine. Actually, while, while Resume is throwing up still and retching and just breathing, he's going to go over and kind of clean out her hair a little bit with his little rat paws. Oh, that's so sweet. And he's gonna hum a, me. He's going to hum a little lullaby and cast a second level soothe on her. He oh. did good. You did well, good, kid. While you're rolling that, happy belated birthday to Roshin. His birthday was yesterday. Thank you, thank you. Uh, but since he hasn't spent in honor of birthday, Trishik, don't die and praise Centipede. Mirne, 11-16 with a hero point. Just my sixth point of the session. No big deal. You guys and the moral of the story is... It was a good day to have a lot of hero points. It was. Table. This was definitely an encounter yeah. that, you know, as you're in preparation. I'll take it. That oh. brings me back up to full. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> they can kill people. And it didn't even go nearly as badly as I thought it was would do the wall of force thing. Thank you, wall of force. I kind of wall assumed of he would dunk all of you in the water immediately with the ability called to capsize, <laughs> which would just flip the boat over instantly. Mwern mm -hmm. has a good point. Mm -hmm. I don't get them because I deserve them. He gets them because he uses them. It's true. It's true. I'm bad at spending points. Powered by Chad. How so can you... I roll so many 20s if on average I didn't roll twice as many dice as everyone Every... else? Everything fell perfectly for the wall of force. Like as soon as we got on the boat, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Like nope. I was ready. Like, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna roll a one on initiative. Watch this. Yeah, then you super one. So because if you if you did it later, if you lost initiative, I knew it was gonna go. Whoop. Yep. <laughs> the wall of force was peak genius, man. That was, was pretty good. So you spend some time casting some restorative magics using your various heals. Uh, Eating some potatoes in the corner. And then I cast Honey, I Shrunk wounded. the Squids. And uh, Trishik still is looking pretty dramatically wounded after all of that. Not really. Which is going to take some some pretty serious and uh, some some actual medical attention. It's more than just simple magics can cure, which is a weird concept. Because like the magic can heal a whole lot of surface level sword wounds and whatnot. It cannot put your organs back together particularly good. He needs some actual medicinal I, attention. I feel like the that. magic like takes away a lot of the pain. Yeah, it's probably more like doling pain, making sure that you're not going to like immediately dive into internal bleeding or anything like uh, that. Okay, this is an interesting question. Stop. I felt unconscious. I wasn't knocked unconscious. No, Am I wounded? No, you weren't. Wounded is when you go to dying. Okay, that's... Uh, you never went to negative health points. You were unconscious because you were suffocating. Okay, that, I was pretty sure that was the way it yeah, worked, that's... but I wanted to confirm. Yeah, suffocation and drowning is, is a very unique form of unconscious. Yeah, like I wasn't sure if that counted in second edition yeah, I actually wounded. had the core rule book okay, cool. open in my lab to the drowning page because I wasn't... I was just there. It's 478. I was literally okay. just there. It's one of those rulings that it's like, how do you figure this Yeah, because it, it was where I looked at this for the drowning because I was like, well, suffocation is definitely about to start happening. And uh, there's also a whole lot of various underwater things. They did the thing I really felt like should happen in first edition. You literally cannot cast any fire spells underwater, period. Shut up. You can't cast anything with a fire train. <laughs> Sorry, that's why electricity was invented. And uh, while you are... You actually have resistance five to acid and fire while you're underwater. You don't oh. have any like weakness to electricity, but you have resistance to acid and fire. And you oh. take a minus two penalty to any melee slashing or bludgeoning attacks. And any ranged attacks to deal bludgeoning or slashing damage automatically fail if either the attacker or the target's underwater. 
Hmm. Interesting. And piercing ranged attacks have a halved range increment. There's actually a bunch of water rules I just found. Look, just out and dying horribly rules. <laughs> so, you know, it's actually kind of convenient in some cases. As much as it's been nice, the whole time we've been running this, having a screen and a keyboard, to Google stuff and have archives and this pages open really quickly. There is something to be said for the actual rulebook. Because literally would just would have just had the drowning and suffocation page open and not seen all the rest of the underwater rules that are adjacent to it in the rules mm -hmm. i own, so, I own three rules. copies of the core rulebook i think i have two because yeah. when we run when we run games in my home i just like have them spread across the table for players to look at this is my main one um so after all of this healing and readying and taking some amount of time to sever the massive heads of these serpents which are still 15, 20 feet across. There's skulls easily the size of a boat. Do you have two castings of your... I've spent all of like two spells. All right, sorry, sir. <laughs> so you would, with another 20 minutes, be able to shrink down both heads of the sea serpents down to uh, probably, they were so large, they'd probably still be hand-sized uh, wherever you could stuff them so they will retain that size for the time being. All right, anybody else want anything shrunk aside from my ego? So, so, so. Spectacular! You saved Trashik's life and didn't die in the process. Mr. Trashik, and I just hold it, or I just holds up. I just hold up um, a book that has a diagram of the sea, like a rough sketch of the sea surface. Where exactly was its heart? On what would you say it was hard? Like, like long. Looking down towards the one that I uh, popped out of. Well, you see, that big body. Lying over here. You really can't see crap in the water at this point. There's so much blood because these two serpents have been eviscerated and probably have hundreds of gallons of blood apiece. <laughs> it is now <laughs> diffusing through the lake. I will point into the goop <laughs> and uh, you see it's approximately right there. Oh, okay. Uh, over in the, the goopy pit. All right. right uh, if I had to point the diagram, maybe about. This is not as big as Nick. Here, let me draw a peak scale. I'll just draw a little tiny, little tiny, tiny, like a speck. Sheik to scale. Okay, it's, it's right there then. Not okay. too far. Can we get back on the get. boat and go home? We've been on the boat. I imagine you're, you've been in the boat. I, yeah, I, 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 I want to go back. I want to go back to and Same. I want a bath. I want to get dressed. And then I want to go drop these heads in front of some dwarves and watch them expand out to their actual size so we can impress them. Oh, we should do that right on the docks. Yeah. <laughs> Piling or something. Awesome. It could so, be entering city from the water. Have one on each side. I, I guess I could preserve them. They are, yeah. They're, they're big, fleshy, gory heads right now. They're you not can, pleasant to look at. You can uh, clean out the inside. Yeah, but you just, haven't. Oh, just let the fishermen <laughs> do that. They'll do, do with them. So you can't really manipulate. If you start manipulating the tiny one, it's gonna grow back to size. Well, I have a question though. If I want to make like a something like formaldehyde, something that would actually preserve it, I don't need to make that much of it when they're this size. Oh, you, you would. Crying out loud. You you wouldn't Gentle be able. Repose. <laughs> Gentle repose. There. Oh, thanks, it's Sheenie. fine. Thanks, Sheenie. They'll keep and keep forever. <laughs> oh, you're such a sweetheart. Peak I seriously burned two level fours on that. <laughs> Peak use of divine spells. Well, uh, the group, you've got about an hour of rowing to decide what it is you're going to do to get your gentle reposes, figure out how you're going to reveal these massive serpent heads to the good dwarven populace of Kovler. Oh, I think it's just totally a stick on the pilings right there. And by the time you get back, I actually, with all the studio manipulation, 
way we read on the Forge Day timescale. This day started in the middle of a Forge Day, right? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. So it would actually be about the beginning of the Forge night when you return. It would be like the Dwarven equivalent of sundown. It would be the final hour. Um, and as you would an hour later finally get your boat into the docks, uh, the pounding of the anvils within Kavler is audible as ever, and it is an hour, the, the, what would be the twilight hour on the surface before sundown, the hour of the anvil for the forge day, which is kind of a tongue-in-cheek sort of moniker they've given the last hour of the actual forge day for all of the either apprentices or just those with poor planning frantically hammering away, trying to finish the last uh, bits and touches of their works before the forges are doused for the evening, the lights are out, and the hammers ring out no longer. The hour of the anvil, ironically the last hour of light, probably the loudest in the city just in general. And to add to that noise, as soon as we dock, I just pull out the trumpet and blare as loudly as I can. How loud is that, Tiny Rat Lungs? Uh, well, how loud can a trumpet get? A trumpet can get very loud. Exactly. This is <laughs> loud enough to do force damage. Oh, the horn of blasting? Yes. Just... And uh, oh. get as much attention as we can. Your it boat ring in the deep coming one last in. Time. Definitely startle a couple of the fishermen who are bringing in their cages and their lions who oh. don't seem to be doing a whole lot of uh, actual work in the water at this point so much as recalling and collecting all of their gear. Uh, a couple of jumps and squares in Dwarven from the cobbler population and a couple of very dirty looks from the various fishermen who've had their work interrupted for the uh, the end of the forge day. Do but you have everyone's attention. Do you have an aquarium? Or like a museum or something? Are you just asking some random fisherman that's nearby? The, the, the nearest fisherman, he's a, a bit older. He's got pretty... Uh, pretty hardened and wrinkled skin. Gray starting to show through the center of his beard. And a, a big handkerchief drawn around his hair. Uh, only a couple of braids hanging down to about the nape of his neck visible behind. A what? Oh, never mind. Hey, I'm looking to retire in this tackle. Do you speak Dwarven? I imagine she's talking yeah. to random dwarves and dwarven. If, yeah. if her sheen tries to talk to dwarves, I'm still I will trying translate. To, I'm still trying to return the tackle. I mean, That's I borrowed right. it from somebody. Oh, the fishing dwarf. Oh, you kind of look up. Uh, shouts off down the dock. Gets the attention of a couple of other dwarves who come down and would take the fishing line and the rod back from you. Do you want to call? Can you use your thingy to get a hold of... Uh... The, the captain of the guards. So oh, yes, can... yes, and quite, quite, of course. We um, should tell him it's... It would definitely have the attention of a couple of the guards at yes. the pier, actually, well, for we the want blast their of the trumpet who would have made their way down. Uh, the ones nearest to the docks, uh, the ones that just have the leather jerkins, no actual heavy armor, one with a very light chain shirt, both with swords at their hips and massive square shields across their back, who would have came down, sort of hustling, sort of confused, to the boat, to the group of you, uh, your incredibly blood-stained boat that you have brought back in and the various states of injury that you all still have. Everyone has been prestidigitationed. I was the you only had an hour to prestidigitate. You were only going to get so far on... I was, was literally engine, submerged in so. sea serpent blood and gore chunks. Oh, yes. Uh, could you two get us a meeting with Commander Bronzebeard? We have new... Uh, the, uh, uh, regarding the, 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 the investigation of the lake. I'm hoping that the guards who patrol the foreign quarter actually. Kind of look at each other like to. 
for Dushin. I'll translate. And he looks at you and looks at Marshall. For Dushin. Just roll 20s, forehead. If Raz is with Roshin and Roshin starts talking to a native speaker, Raz is translating for her. So, assume a translation in Dwarven. Uh. I imagine near the Forge Knight, probably in the Gate of Arms. We're gonna need him to come down here. Believe me, this won't fit. Well, it needs an open space. Uh, is it? Is, is it urgent? Yeah, the Commander yeah. ain't gonna be happy about show this. Him, show him one. Just show him one. Fine. Got two. Uh, Resme will do a little kind of like princess, sorcerer, magical girl twirl and toss one of the heads, and on the dock it will explode into a giant circle. Head. Bursting it with several hundred pound head, which slams into the stone, blood spraying out from behind it as it smacks. How's that for urgency? And immediately the guards jump back. By Torax, Chisel! What? Resume is a magical gore. Daddy, that urgency. I'll bench the commander! <laughs> takes off running down the pier, and the other guard just kind of standing back, one hand on his sword. It said, Did his massive. You say that in Dwarven. He looks at this literal decapitated ragged head. It's your dad! Yes, it's dead. It's dead, dead. I mean, sure. Well, that's just a head. The rest of the body is like 250 feet long. It kind of shuffles his feet a little bit. Looks at it. Mm-hmm. It's got 20 foot reach. It's going to get me. <laughs> <laughs> just a head. <laughs> uh, this is how you bloody do things on the surface. If, if... So bad spits flying from his mouth. I look at him. Let us talk my Solve the problem? Yeah, we solved the problem. And uh, as we left off a few episodes ago with the Archmage arriving to assess your job at the wall, <laughs> Commander Bronzebeard is coming down with a, a fair bit of time left in this hour of the anvil before the Forge Knight to assess, well, what's almost certainly demonstrably a much better job, yes. probably. <laughs> we brought the situation to a head. Right, right, just like, show him the other one. No. Show him the other one. Next not week. Do it. Next week, Commander Brun- Commander Bronzebeard arrives. We can fill him in on the situation, what we've discovered, and the incredible, massive trophy that is going to be kind of difficult to remove from the docks. So but we'll figure that out at a later occasion. That's a problem for future. Shrink it us. again. Shrink <laughs> item again. I don't know what you're talking That's about. It's going to be fine. Good. It's going to be super easy. Barely, Barely an inconvenience. inconvenience. So, chat. Ow. We did it. There were some hiccups. There were some problems. There's some difficulties. I almost died. We had uh, almost uh, two deaths. I don't know. I was awake. That's a guaranteed life. Don't, you don't got to worry about that anymore. Because I just so... rolled 20. You see, I've learned in my experience <laughs> with Shashi, he's an undercover hero. We managed to migrate our hall setup to an entirely different setup in a week's time and get it to functional. Get it to functional. Is it perfect? No. I know there's been some like kind of stuttering and lagging issues. I'm pretty sure I know what that is, and I can fix it for next week. It just wasn't something I could do on the fly. Uh, it is either A, unlikely, but hopeful a driver issue. It's an easy fix. Or B, I just need to turn down the resolution of these two webcams because it is just uh, too much of a four suck. camcorders and two webcams might be a little bit too much <laughs> for the CPU to handle. It is a girthy lad of a CPU, but there is unfortunately a limit. We got everything. 
We've got everything here. And now we get to fill it with beautiful things. All the cool ambiance that we had in the previous setup. We have so much more space. It's just so much better. I we love this place. an entire beta in here. How is not literally being shoulder to shoulder with Listen, each other? I when... have a 12 foot long wingspan. So being able to like, dude, just do this without bumping Nick every five you seconds. You were the biggest change. I can definitely see. I have to get used to not doing this. Because if I do this, my hand is in your camera. Yeah. But I'm really used to pointing at things. I have to just point to reserve fashion big here there you go uh and i can do that but uh you have all sorts of space you have so much room. you're not clinging desperately to the corner of the table anymore i can move which... i can actually like do stuff you also like have your travel time to the show i think you cut it by it's 45 minutes from where i work to here what do you work instead a, of a triangle from so it's a hundred and it's an hour and ten minutes from to the old location I we, want you to imagine the most the third off of the middle story. of nowhere, useless place on the entire planet. He lives about 10 minutes from there. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. Or at least works. No, I, I, li I work in the most useless place on the entire planet. That's fair. So, everybody, <laughs> thank you for coming and hanging out. We also didn't get dunked by the storms. So that was cool, too. Yeah, that was cool. Thank you for coming out and being with us. Um, pardon our work in progress setup here, but I think it went pretty, pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, for first, first are you kidding me for like a new stream? For a new stream? This is ridiculous. With an entirely 100% new setup that includes some entirely new hardware, like new cameras and everything. We're doing. This was boss. We're doing good. We will see you all here next week. Same time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Noon Pacific, twitch.tv slash official Paizo. Of course, thank you so much. Thank you, Paizo. For sponsoring us. <laughs> thank you, Double Hat. Two of hats. We'll see y'all then. Enjoy the rest of your weekends, everybody.